that's something I I would love to kind of get. I, I even want to get more information. Yeah, you should, man. Intrusive thoughts, man. I am one of those people who, you know, finds myself sitting in a corner somewhere thinking like, why would I think about this? <laughs> like, and then that's not, and then sometimes it's some, it's some of the most crazy random outlandish shit that just like, I'm not going to tell somebody else about oh, this. Oh, yeah. They're going to think I'm a fucking psychopath. Yeah, like, why would I, like, yeah, I mean, you just heard the baby thing, but yeah. like, you know, I can't tell other people, yeah, I feel like stabbing my yeah, girlfriend yeah. You know? <laughs> with that's, a knife. That's that's yeah. a little, it's a little out there. That's that's a little out there. That's gonna raise some eyebrows. <laughs> Welcome to the Inquisitive Nobody. I'm your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. All right, what is going on, everybody? How are you? Happy uh, four days before Christmas. It's uh, I know it's getting a uh, hectic now. It's all right. What, what, what's what's the day today? 12 21 21 that sounds sounds like a good uh good date <laughs> um all those twos and ones and shit um but yeah man we're here for another episode uh you know another not not married at first sight you know you know it's on break and then it's coming back january 5th you know all new episodes you know how i do all right and of course we have another great episode and only this person would want to talk about this subject at a time like this. <laughs> Damn, we put it like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, right in time for the holidays. <laughs> but um, this, this is episode 81. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Near misses, contemplations, and attempted goodbyes with death. And we have for the fifth time, number five, lucky number five, we have here again in studio, mind you. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Ricardo, what is going on? Oh, man. I'm doing good, man. It's awesome. Like you said, number five, we we are moving along towards our journey to at least 10. So we're halfway there. And like you mentioned, man, I'm in the building, bro. Like <laughs> we, we are in the same room. Uh COVID and Omarion strand be damned. <laughs> Omarion <laughs> Age of Ultron and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? We here, man. But always a pleasure. Looking forward to it as always. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and and again, you know, it it's it's the holidays where, you know, families come together and we have all this good stuff, but like Ricardo's like, nah, F that. <laughs> Let's talk about that sad shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But in actuality, he did actually first talk about this in episode 54, way back. You know, the, uh, will we divide, what? Um, if I can't provide, will we divide episode part one? He talked about it way back then. You know, it was just, it was just a little hint. And then after that, you know, off air, 
he started talking about this stuff and i'm like oh you want to make an episode about that i was like all right i'm down man like i I got some stories for you (laughs) (laughs) you know so yeah i mean essentially yeah i didn't necessarily say it outright in the title but we are going to talk about suicide you know, and just the uh, parameters of it, and and all that stuff, and um, and it's and yeah, I mean, of course, we're having fun and all that stuff, but of course, suicide is definitely a very serious issue. But you know, we are gonna play both sides, and you know, we're gonna keep it light too. But when it needs to be necessary, we're gonna do necessary. You know, that that that's how we can only do it. Yeah. You know, so. But again, before we start anything. I do want to shout out the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and their number is 1-800-273-8255, or just text them, 741-741. If you have any contemplations about taking your own life or anything like that, please text them, give them a call, please, you know, you have so much, so, 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 so much to live for, trust me, you do. I know it seems like crap right now, but trust me, brighter days are going to come. Right? Brighter days are going to come. There's there's the one thing I'll add to that is and I'll say this all the time, I promise there's always at least one person that's going to listen to you. At oh, the yeah. very least. You know, it it the mindset is always nobody cares, nobody wants to hear it. Trust me, at least one person is going to sit and listen to you. So even if you got to call a few different people before you land on that person, you know, give it a shot. All right. So before we get started, I did actually go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention website and I got some stats here and they're very interesting. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, nine stats. Um, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S. In 2019, 47,511 Americans died by suicide. That's insane. Um, in 2019, again, there were there were an estimated 1.38 million suicide attempts. The age-adjusted suicide rate in 2019 was 13.93 per 100,000 individual. 100,000 individuals. Yeah. Um, the rate of suicide is highest in middle-aged white men. In 2019, men died by suicide 3.63 times as often as women. On average, there are 130 suicides per day. That's a lot, man. Like immediately in my mind after you um, mentioned that that, that 40,000 some odd stat and whatnot, like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do the math in my head. Like that's got to be. A ridiculous amount daily. So yeah, 130. Wow. 130 suicides per day. Yeah. Um, In 2019. Firearms accounted for 50.39% of all suicide deaths, and 93% of adults surveyed in the U.S. think suicide can be prevented. Yeah. So, my fine feathered friend, why <laughs> why did you dis- why did you want to talk about this? Um, I mean, first and foremost, you know, man, I'm I I love those um uh taboo kind of uh topics you know the things that um i don't want to say that you're not supposed to talk about but the things that you know people aren't often talking about you know mm-hmm. um suicide is one of those things that unfortunately more often than not whenever a conversation is being had about suicide it's probably after 
someone has unfortunately committed suicide. Sure. Which means it's too late. Yes. At that point, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just tired of the conversation continuously only happening when it's too late. Right. So, you know, how do we go about having the conversation preemptively and, you know, start to hopefully make a difference within that? Yeah, no, I, I completely understand what you're talking about. And the thing that the thing that is crazy to me is like sure, you'll go on internet on the uh Instagram or something like that and you'll see, you know, suicide and all that stuff, you know, man committed suicide, whatever. But the thing that freaking kills me, no pun intended, is like like kids. Like kids committing suicide. Yes. You know, like nine, yes. eight, four. I'm like, where are you getting this idea of doing that? Yeah. You know? And and one, where are you getting the where are you where are you getting the idea of that? And two, the execution of it too. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like you know, like hanging or whatever, or like, yo, I got my dad's gun pole and I'm like what? Like you're only this young. How? Why do you feel that's the only way to go? You know, the only way to deal with the pain. On that's what I'm trying to say. On top of that, let me add a number three because mm-hmm. I agree with those first, the one and two thoughts. The third thought for me again, what has been so catastrophically bad mm-hmm. in your life in such a short period of time? Yeah, that you feel. You no longer want to be here. Yeah, that's it. How 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 did you arrive to that in such a short period of time? Because that's such like, I mean, maybe I guess they don't get it, but that's such like an existential thing. They're like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yes. So yes, I'm just gonna take my own life, and then that's it. And whatever happens on the other side, I, I, at least I'm not here. Yeah. You know, to take the brunt of it or whatever. That's such a huge leap you know that's that's insane to me like like wow and i feel so bad so imagine you know you you brought it up you mentioned it you know we we went straight to kids first you know i've i've obviously listeners know you know very well um i i have kids obviously Mm -hmm. my son is gonna be 13 soon and crazy i've heard it from him not from him like like his thoughts you know what i mean but in just conversations he's having with me or conversations he's having with my wife just about you know the things kids say in school Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing where i i hear these things and i'm like man like you know you're in middle school like what do you have to be so miserable about Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like what in middle school has you like that and again i've said it on previous episodes too where um as a parent, it's hard for me to, I guess, not to say put myself in my kid's shoes. It's tough for me. So just now I said as far as in middle school, what do you have to be worried about? I phrased that wrong. The way I look at it in that naive sense is you're 12 years old. Mm-hmm. You're 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I want to say 13 because at least 13 is you're starting to get a little bit older and kind of starting to transition into teenager or whatnot. So... You're 10 years old, you're 11 years old, you're 12 years old. Like, what is so bad, you know? And then I have to tweak it because thinking about it from the age perspective, I feel like that's young. But then if I stop and say, okay, well, no, I remember the type of stuff I was doing (laughs) 
when I was in the sixth grade or in the seventh grade, which is 11, mm-hmm. 12, you know, then it makes more sense to me. Because I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm like, nah, 10 year old, 11 year old, nah, he ain't thinking about that. You know, but then I'm like, oh, wait, shit, no. That's sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah, he's definitely thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so or, or it's around him. Yeah, or it's around him. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so that's the thing where, again, I have to always tell myself, you know, like take the age part out of it. Think of, you know, the grade level and the things and how, you know, maturity is. Some people are more mature. Some people are less mature. A lot of different aspects and things just coming your way and it's just you know it's crazy you know because again like i i I, even in the parenting thing i was like i'm gonna be not to say cool dad but i'm gonna be that dad that you know hey we can talk and we can have conversations and i admit there's certain things where i told myself i might have convinced myself that oh i got time to get to that Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and the time came and went and i'm like oh shit like Wait, what do you mean I should have had this conversation already? What? <laughs> We're ready for that conversation? Oh my God. All right. Well, that's how you, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm doing a lot better job of that. But Good. you know, it's 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 crazy, man. You know, with 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 the way the way the world is, it's tough to be able to try to stay a few steps ahead of the kids and oh, their mindset. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and and it well, I don't want to say worse, but when you when you do get no, when the kids get older and then they have their own well okay when when the kids were younger and you know it was a one to one thing like uh the the kid and the parent and you knew everything because you took them everywhere and you're like you like nothing was under your radar i mean yeah nothing was under your radar but now when they get older and then they and however they do it they have their own means of communication yeah whether it's through text uh email uh uh not the internet um online mm-hmm. like video game online like xbox live or yeah. playstation plus whatever yeah so now they're talking all together like playing Fortnite and shit uh-huh. and you have one ho- you know hopefully like you're a cool parent and you at least know what Fortnite is yeah but, <laughs> but, but if you don't now you're off of now you're away from that because you don't even know video games you haven't yet the last video game you played was pong but freaking now they're talking they have their own lingo and all that stuff and you're just like whoa i can't even relate to what's going on so like you 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 don't want to lose that uh connection with your child you know so so one it's funny you mentioned that because i think that was one of the biggest um the most nerve-wracking thing for me specifically with you know just wrapping my mind around you know when when my son started going to school obviously now my daughter's starting to go to school too yeah it's like kind of like what you said for you know the first let's say what four five years of their life more or less they're almost always with you you know and you can account for any and every influence that is coming anywhere near them yeah. for such a period of time yeah. and then you get to this point where you send them off to school and you're like okay this is nine hours out the day, nine, ten hours of out of day that I cannot control what they're being influenced by. Yeah. Nine, at all. Nine hours of information. Nine hours of <laughs> nonstop information. I have zero control on what that information is, how that information is getting to them, how they're receiving that information, how they're interpreting it, how they're putting it into play in their life, you know. And then I gotta hope and pray. 
that at the end of that day, I can get any part of that nine hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You hopefully they like, Dad, guess what happened to me today? Yeah. Oh, what? Please. Yeah, tell you me. Know? <laughs> Best case scenario, you get a 10 to 15 minute encapsulation <laughs> right. of that nine hours. But you don't know, you know? So then yeah. that first day is one day. Yes, that's nine hours. But then... Now you go into the next day, you know, that's that's 18 or whatever. So it's five days a week. So now you're already up. That's 45 hours, you know. So now you start going on and on and on. It's like all this time now that, you know, I I can't be a shield. I can't be a parachute. I can't be a bubble, you know. I can't be nothing for them. And, and any and everything that is coming at them, I have to trust that they're going to be able to, you know, receive it and react to it accordingly, you know? Yeah. And that is nerve-wracking Oh, as sure, fun, sure. And, and and also, too, just, uh, not even just the nine hours of information and stuff like that, but also uh, their surroundings, like with, with the friends that they develop. Yeah. You know, because those friends are always going to get more information than you. Because now, oh, man... I have somebody that I can relate to, you know, and then like you, not even without, not even your own doing become less cool <laughs> yeah. because like you're there with their friends now, they're with exactly. their, they're with their peers. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, like I'm going to chill with like Roland today. Like, and you're like, Hey buddy, whatever. And you're like, ugh. Yep, <laughs> I was like, yep, your yep. kids, I was looking at you, buddy. <laughs> Yo, listen, I try so hard to avoid that <laughs> like i'm deathly afraid of that it's like, gonna yo, happen bro i i don't want the day to come where my son's like yo my, oh, my dad is such a cornball like <laughs> yo pops chill you know like yeah. i don't want i'm like yo yo come on man like pops is cool man come on stop it <laughs> now nah, what's it called <laughs> you, you, know? you need you need to what's it called you need to do the jerk because that came back <laughs> oh man Gen Z thinks that they invented the jerks so I, I mean any, you name it a lot of these dances, going back to Fortnite you know what I mean a lot of these dances are like oh it's called this I'm like no it's not you know what I mean and that's not even how you do it <laughs> bro I've been looking at the I've been looking on the Instagram and then you know like you're a jerk and then like they're doing it I was like wait isn't wait this is old isn't yeah. it like if i'm looking at old stuff i'm like oh yeah. nah they just discovered this that's crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> man it'd be wild and, and again like sometimes it'd be worse sometimes they actually change the name <laughs> of the dance and then be like oh this is brand new this i'm like no it's not <laughs> no, trust me like that's not what it's called and you're doing it wrong like, <laughs> um but yeah um but i want to ask you like because you know I, I usually i have a ton of questions but this one is more kind of like a free form forum, but I I just really really have one question because before you talked about it in episode fifty four, you know about the suicide thing and stuff like that, and and how like you really like contemplated it when you were younger. Please like take me back to that. Like why? Because I've I've again I've known you for thirty four years, <laughs> so yeah, it's like yeah. why am I only finding this out a couple months ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i know like i said i know i touched on it briefly um and we're gonna go back uh, again i i think i mentioned it in the episode too um there was a time a while back where i had posted something you know on facebook where yes you know about um it was a social social justice situation and i don't remember i think the hashtag was like when i was black or something like that and right you know yeah. posting things that you know kind of you've experienced and whatnot and 
you know, I immediately just thought of growing up, you know. Everybody who knows me knows I am black. <laughs> like black, black. You know what I mean? Um, always been, you know, the dark-skinned kid, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it... Um, obviously the way we grew up, you know, bullying wasn't a thing when we grew up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, everybody, everybody cracked jokes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, growing up as a kid, that was something that I was always super self-conscious about and, and insecure about because, you know, I know that was always the go-to, you know what I mean? Like I used to just wish like, I, I wish it could have been anything else. Like, you know, I, I, I'd rather be fat and they make fun of my weight, you know, because at least there's other fat kids, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. I'd rather have, you know, I'd rather have the, you know, the one, the not the cool clothes, you know, no name brand clothes, because at least other kids don't have the name brand clothes sure. too, you know? When it's this, you know, it's like, it's just me, you know? Mm. I'm the only super dark-skinned kid here, you know? So it's like, all of these jokes are all for me. There's mm. no sharing these jokes there's no sharing this this shame you know so that that used to that's what used to get me more than anything because it's i could take a joke you know what i mean like i I get it you know and and even to a point where i I don't want to say everybody did it but most people did it you know and it is what it is again i crack jokes on other people as well so it's like i'm not going to sit here and say oh whoa it's me they're making fun of me and this and that that's how we were you know, but it's different when it's something that, when it's only you, you know, when there is something that is so specifically targeted just to you and you're the only one that has to hold that, it was worse. You know what I mean? So like, I used to legit feel like, all right, guys, like, let's, let's make the dark jokes not allowed. You know, like, I wish I could say, let's make that not allowed. And y'all could clown me on anything else like i promised you guys can clown me on anything else and i'll be good you know and that was the one thing like i'd grin and bear it i'd deal with it to the point where you know again i i went eight mile on them you know it got to a point where that was the only way i can kind of stomach it was to participate in it you know what i mean so here i go making jokes about myself you know when somebody clowns me, I'm right back. I'm piggybacking. You know, it's like, all right, well, yeah, you 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 dissed me, and everybody's laughing. Let me see if I could shit on myself even better and funnier. So at least if they're laughing, they're laughing at my joke. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If you're gonna la- be, and they're laughing with me as exactly. Me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if you're gonna be laughing at my blackness, it's because of something I said. Right. About my blackness, you know. So, yeah. um, that's where it stemmed. I can't pinpoint exactly what age or grade necessarily where I had that mindset or I had those thoughts. Yes. Even even now that I think about it, like I think about it in depth and I would like to believe that that I wasn't necessarily suicidal to a point where it's like I really wanted to do it. I think it was something that it, it started off where I was more like, oh man, you guys would really, really hate it if I wasn't here. You know, like, right. you know, oh yeah, you guys got all these jokes now, but 
I bet if, you know, tomorrow you found out I was dead, you know, y'all would really be upset, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was like, that is how it started. And then, you know, again, at that early age, that manifests into you starting to think, okay, well, what if I wasn't here, you know? And, and as crazy as it sounds, even a, a portion of it felt like that was like kind of like, like that would be a way of sticking it to people. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, you guys going to make fun of me. You guys going to laugh at me. You guys going to do all the black jokes and the dark skin jokes. All right. Well, boom, now I'm going to die. How you going to like that? You know, how you going to feel when I, you know, if I'm dead? Now what, you know, got mm -hmm. you, jokes on you, you know? Right. And which is weird because it's like, like, I, I can't even, like, I don't even know what that could even manifest into, you know what I mean? No, like, but I just, definitely think that definitely would have affected people, especially if, let's say you did say that and then the next day you were gone and then they told us, they came in like, yeah, he, he took his life. would that would have that would have made a lot of people feel horrible. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, and so I get it. <laughs> yeah, so so imagine as a kid where you feel like, you know, like that's my only defense. Like, okay, yeah, you guys want to make fun of me? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and kill myself, and it's gonna be your fault. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like the mindset that I had. You know, so yeah. um, I don't remember. I don't recall how long it lasted. I'd say it was, you know, maybe like one of those things. I know it was definitely elementary. Now, when I say elementary, people are going to think elementary, that's, you know, up until fifth grade. But obviously, you know, our elementary, quote unquote, elementary school, K through eight, you know. So yeah. um, it was probably along the lines of the middle school years, if, okay. if I had to guess, right. you know, because, again, I really can't remember exactly when it was. But it was probably something that, you know, from an insecurity standpoint, like that I was dealing with probably about two or three years or so, you know, before I was able to kind of start getting into my own. So if I had to pinpoint it, I'd say it's probably four, five, six, maybe five, six, seven in that range, you mm -hmm. know, because cause I feel like towards the end of seventh grade, going into eighth grade, I was, my, my confidence was starting to build. Sure. You know, and, and, and I said even then, you know, like even... The person I am now, my personality, the way I am, everything, the way I go about life and everything is was all kind of manifested and built up from from that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was a point where I was able to say, No, nah, hell no, like I'm I'm better than this. I'm gonna show them and I don't wanna say reinvent, but kinda put more thought into who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To a point where it's like, all right, well, if you guys are going to point at me and, and make fun of me, you know, okay, that's cool. Well, I'm going to do my best to give you a reason to, to stare and give you a reason to, to notice me, you mm -hmm. know? Because mm -hmm. cause now I'm going to make sure y'all sure know exactly who I am. Y'all going to know who this black motherfucker is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. And he definitely did because I remember this guy used to freaking come out with the racing jacket. So I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two sizes too big, but I mean, you know, that's how it was back then. Though. Back, back then, that was, that was it. <laughs> but that just was that just was dope. But no, nah, um, it's it's so funny that you said it because like your your reasoning for like 
not well you didn't attempt it but like your your contemplation you're like yeah this is what i'm gonna do for you guys like ha you know it's so funny that you said that because like 30 30 like 30 years into the future people are acting out but not but not self-inflicted like they're going to kill you now yeah (laughs) Yeah. so that that shit is crazy because like you you're like no i'm gonna take myself out but now now kids nowadays like nah you made me feel bad i'm gonna take you out yeah yeah and that's that's crazy too you know like all the school shootings and stuff you know and i mean i don't have any stats on that but like it almost seems like one happens like every goddamn day (laughs) you know and it's it's insane yeah and and you know to your point like we see where those type of situations can manifest into one of two extreme well not even one of two extremes we could say technically one of three extremes because you can have the person who takes it on themselves and feels like they don't want to be here no longer and and unfortunately take their life you could have the person who gets angry and wants to retaliate and get revenge and take the life of others and then you've got the person who would unfortunately do both I remember, and it's funny you mentioned this because I took a lot of heat. And you may or may not remember this. This may have been the times when you were on Facebook or not. Um, it was when, I believe it was when Robin Williams passed away. Um, I had posted something along the lines of, you know, because obviously everybody was voicing their opinions and condolences and you know, favorite actor, favorite comedian. Oh man, can't believe it. This not, and, and I voiced my opinion on it, where I essentially said, "Well, you know, yes, he was this great actor. Yes, he was this great comedian. But his act was very selfish." And I more or less gave my thoughts on suicide. My thoughts on suicide always, ever since what I went through was how selfish it is you know and cowardly and a lot of people took offense (laughs) a lot um it's a a touchy subject it's it's a very touchy subject and i understood Mm -hmm. i knew when i voiced my opinion that there would be opinions to follow and that you know there would have to be conversations around it you know so i can make sure people understood my point you know some people were able to have the conversation with me some people just cursed me out on Facebook and unfriended me. And that's fine too. You know what I mean? But for the folks who we did have the conversation, it was good for me to kind of get my point across. So what was my point? My point at the time, I looked at somebody, obviously someone like Robin Williams, who I I understand you will never know what somebody's going through, going through, you know, obviously. And this is someone who's lived it. I've gone through it, you know, and nobody ever knew. I see a lot of the, um, I don't know if you've seen the trend um, popping up on social media where it's like, um, show show me a time you were at your lowest and nobody knew. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. You know, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. these videos all over the place, you know, and those speak volumes, you know, because obviously depending on how genuine the videos are or not, but you know, you've got these videos of people looking, you know, at face value, happy, excited, 
you know, dancing, having a good time. And, and again, you know, the trend is saying, show me a time you were at your lowest and nobody knew. So I totally understand the mask you've got to put on to, to cover up your emotions all the time, you know? So for somebody like Robin Williams to be able to get to a point where he unfortunately took his life, I could only imagine what he was going through as Robin Williams to get to that point. So now my issue was, not to say issue, but my point of view was that, and again, going back to what we said before, as far as there's always somebody to listen, you know, always assume that somebody's going to listen to you. I can't say, hey, Rob Williams, you're rich and famous. Somebody's going to listen to you because obviously he felt like that wasn't the case. I wish that as Robin Williams, as this name, as this entity, as this celebrity, that instead of suicide, maybe voicing, you know, whatever it is, how much help that could have done, you know, on the flip side of the amount of damage your suicide does. Because I think the biggest issue with suicide is that it unfortunately gets glamorized a lot. And that does a huge disservice. You know what I mean? So while we don't have, and I don't say don't have, because these days we're getting a lot more resources now. We're getting a lot more attention on those resources now, which is great. But let's go back to before, you know, the push on mental health and, and mental awareness that we're fortunate enough to see these days. Let's go prior to that, you know. The only time you hear about suicide is after a suicide. You know, that's the only time. The only time you see a news report about suicide is after somebody commits suicide. Yeah. So if every single time a child hears that word, it comes with a matching of uh, example. It comes with a face of somebody who unfortunately is no longer with us. You, you, you automatically equate that as glamour as fame as you know like it like like that celebrity like it's acceptable you know because no other times you are you having a conversation around suicide where it's pre preventative where it's on the front end where it's you trying to actively stop it from happening you know what i mean so when 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 we see these news stories where celebrity a b c d whatever the case may be commits suicide it's just another example of that glamorous thing of killing yourself you know and that's that was my issue with it because now it's different yes but at the time we're not we weren't seeing people step up and say hey i'm hurting or hey i have a problem I need help and 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 letting people know it's okay to, to say those types of things and to come out and, and seek the assistance that you need so we can have the, 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 the counterpart to the uh, to the glamorization of suicide where yes there is there there is this other part too where you can actually try to stop it before it happens. You know, so that was my thing. More than anything where I was putting it out, it's like, you know, again, this is an awesome human being. I get it. He was he was an amazing actor, an amazing comedian. But with all of that, I wish and and shame on me for trying to say, hey, he should have been stronger and 
and and and you know been an advocate instead of just taking life again i, I don't want to say um i i don't want to take any of any of that away because i don't know what that man was going through i understand he had to be going through a lot clearly you know what i mean and i get it you know but I just wish specifically at that time that there was more conversation on the front end, you know, because everybody is always so quick to line up with the condolences and with the memorial posts and with this, this and that. Okay, but when's the last time you asked your best friend how they're doing or you asked your sibling, how are they doing if they needed help or something like that? You know, like, let's not just focus on this thing when somebody takes their life that that can be the only time you know similar to funerals you know somebody passes away suicide or not you're at a funeral and it's like hey what's up bud how you doing ah great great man i haven't seen you in a long time yeah yeah you know what hey i actually haven't seen you since the last funeral you know what i mean it, it's like 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 we have to get to a point where you know you just stop wasting time more than anything you know just just there's there's a lot of things that we are getting we're getting to far too late, and and we've got to slow things down and start addressing a lot of things far earlier so we could change. You know, definitely. And uh, it is, um, and I and I completely see your point with uh, what you just said with uh, Robin Williams. I, I I like I get it. Um, and and it's so funny because it kind of rings true to. A controversial thing that I also talked about on this podcast, but I wasn't as brave brave as you, and I buried it under one of my Married at First Sight episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to get the heat, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, but no, but I, but I, but I'll say it here in the forefront too. Even though it's different, uh, and this person and this person's death happened differently. I completely, you'll see exactly how similar what you just said was with this. And again, I don't, I don't know, but you and I, we just keep going back to this, uh, this topic, Mm -hmm. but my thing, my, my, uh, not, you know, again, not issue, but like my concern was with, uh, when, uh, Chadwick Boseman died. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was unfortunate that, you know, he died, great person. And, like, again, he did all these things where, you know, he, he the man, like, I think it was, like, stage four cancer or something like that. And, like, he did, like, seven movies yeah. to freaking, you know, pool that money to give it to his family. Mm-hmm. I can only assume, you know. So when he died, they'd be straight, you know. Extremely commendable thing. Like, who wouldn't do that? Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and you saw him on the press runs getting, like, uh, frailer and yeah. more frail and stuff and like people yeah. didn't even notice because like like again people only noticed only after the fact you yep. know that he died you know they like they look back and then you know you see the the tribute videos and you're like damn mm-hmm. he was skinny and 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 if you remember in the moment like it was it was fodder you know oh yeah I mean? it was jokes yeah 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 you know? like, yo get that Get that nigga some some food or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's oh, it's like oh, he went from Wakanda forever to you know maybe Wakanda sometimes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was no, jokes. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. Nobody had any idea what that man was going through. And and my thing was that you know like he he passed the way you know however he did and obviously nobody knew until something happened 
And I'm just like, man, like, I really wish that, like, he came out and said, like, hey, I need help. Or, like, he didn't need to be the ambassador of whatever he was going. You know, I'm the, hi, I'm Chadwick Boseman, ambassador of stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't need to be that. But the, the, the thing that I didn't like was that mad people were praising him. That you know he held it down. You know what I'm saying? He didn't. He didn't say shit. You know what I'm saying? He went out like a man. Yeah. You know, because that's the way you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to. You know, the man was dying stage four cancer. And he didn't say shit. You know, that's a real man. That's how you do it. And I'm like, yeah. no, no. You mean you mean to tell me I can't voice that I'm dying? Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. anybody, just so when I do pass. On uh, you know on the what is it obituary no not obituary but like when you when you speak oh eulogy, mm-hmm. eulogy. uh the eulogy people are like yeah hey, you know Martini yo that's a he's a real one I didn't even know that he was freaking you know that he had this mm-hmm. but he went out like a G you know and it was like damn I wasn't mad at him but I was just mad at people's perception that like yeah that's how you're supposed to be you know you you take you take it to the grave yeah you know you don't say shit. And I'm just like, oh, no, not like now freaking this guy cemented it for like 20 more years to this is how you have to be. And I'm like, damn it, man. No, this isn't. Yeah. And, and, it, <laughs> and it, you know, it goes right back to, you know, the, the, the conversation that essentially started this to begin with, specifically based on, you know, how men are expected to, to deal with things, you know, how we're expected to keep things and, 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 you know suck it up and man up and you know all right stage four cancer i'm dying all right i'll figure it out (laughs) you know like that's you know we're expected that that's what we're expected to do you know what i mean which is again unfortunate you know because because you end up you know hurting on your own you know and you know hurting on your own is 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 a bad thing man like that sure and and it can only lead to worse things yeah. um i mean but who knows maybe, maybe he wasn't supposed to maybe he couldn't say anything because if he did then they would release him from his movies and be like, yeah you know you gotta take care of yourself whatever yeah and he's like yo i need those movies for my family <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. so who 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 knows but but and i'm not hating on the man either i'm just hating on people's perception of yeah. that that's how you're supposed to be you know like yeah man what yo did you yo, we didn't even know that's how you do it son you know what i'm saying that's the g right there it's like come on man <laughs> like like do, do you know how this dude was loved after black panther like wouldn't yeah. it have been great to be like yo guys i'm going through some shit everybody would like you see how many people do those freaking change.org petitions or whatever yeah, yeah. you know how much money he could have got i mean granted it, it probably wouldn't have saved him yeah but exactly, still yeah mad money would have went to like the organizations any organization that he wanted mm-hmm. mad money would have went to it and stuff like that but you know and and again it goes one of those things i, I, I in a perfect world you know we we'd always want to be able to have as much information as we can sure you know ahead of time and you know unfortunately that's not that's just not the way that it's gonna work out you know what i mean um one of the things that um kind of like going back to the uh robin will thing as well was i you know i was able to be very open to the conversations that I had around it, you know, with people who, again, you know, like I was very, you know, the, the, the people within my circle who commented and reacted on my take 
and open had open dialogue with me it was great conversation because i was able to understand better their mindsets and i was able to express better my mindset as well but you know i think one of the things that the other thing that bothered me about it too again going back to the glamorization of suicide in general was that you know again is it is how genuine is the reaction and how much does it have to do with who the person is you know so we had the conversation just before about the three extremes you know in a situation where somebody is you know if it's a bullying situation or you know whatever if it's hey i'm either going to take my life i'm going to take the life of others or i'm going to do both you know no matter what route they take that person more or less is going through the same thing mm-hmm. you know it, it, that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. as far as whatever it is that hurt them whatever it is that put them in that state of mind that they may decide to take their own life it's the same thing that may lead them to take somebody else's life or may lead them to do both okay so that same pain that same hurt so if that person is robin williams and he takes his own life it's a pity parade you know right we're all out condolences memorials I remember this movie. I remember that movie. Oh, this is my favorite. I can't believe he's gone, right? Okay. We take the same person who is feeling that hurt and that pain, and they decide to go another route and take other people's life. Where's our parade of, hey, you know, we don't know what he's going through, this, this, and that. We're not going to get that. Right. You know, we're not going to get that. Why? Because they decided to take somebody else's life. I understand that. That's, you know, that's a crime they committed. Okay. But again, my point at the time was the same advocacy you are perpetuating right now for suicide based off of a celebrity who took their life. Why isn't that same energy going towards someone who committed suicide despite, yes, maybe after taking other people's lives, but that that person was also in a dark place. Mm-hmm. That person was also in a sunken place. That person obviously also felt they didn't have anybody to speak to. You know, that person also felt like there was no answer and they were just done and had to be out of here. Okay, so yeah, easy answer is going to be what? Well, they they shot up the school first before they took their life. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to memorialize them or be worried about how they're feeling. So then you don't really care about suicide in general and how people are getting there. Unless it's a celebrity and it can be glamorized. You know what I mean? So that was my issue specifically with the Robin Williams situation. Because, again, I can't remember what other... Maybe it was... I I might get it mixed up on the dates. I'm thinking maybe it was around the time of the Dark Knight Theater shootings, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. But I feel like there was another situation that happened fairly around that time where that was my point to get across was that Let's not make this a big deal only when a celebrity that you love decides to take their own life. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. if we're going to stand up 
and try to do something about suicide, it's got to be across the board for every single situation. We've got to speak up and we've got to try to do it preventatively as well, you know, because otherwise all we're doing is glamorizing it. So then guess what? The kid who might be going through something, who might be in a dark place, who might be in a sunken place, who sees that Robin Williams took his own life and everybody on every single social media platform is talking about Robin Williams, what's that kid going to do or say? Same thing I thought when I was a kid. Hey, I bet if I take my life, y'all really going to be angry the next day, right? Y'all will be really sad then. If I decide to take my life, y'all going to be talking about me like crazy tomorrow, you know? And y'all going to wish that you paid attention to me today, you know? But now it's too late, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. And I also, I also understand about that whole like, oh, we're not going to praise that person because, you know, he shot people first, whatever. When, when you said that, and I'm going to get his name wrong because I haven't brought up that name in quite some time i think his name was elliot rogers or something like that the guy the kid who shot up his school well shot up g- girls mainly because they wouldn't like date him or whatever mm-hmm. and like he created this like youtube manifesto it's probably like 10 minutes long oh wow yeah okay. yeah and i it oh, doesn't even ring a bell That's and cool. oh no yeah it was, it was like it was like a big thing and i don't know if it's still up or maybe youtube took it down or something but like mm-hmm. i always wanted to like look in more into that for that for that reason just like man i mean i i know why he he did it i get it you know like i've been there before yeah. <laughs> you know like but i want to know what his reasonings were because he's he's saying it it doesn't matter if he's quote-unquote wrong or anything like that mm-hmm. this is his reasoning why yeah so i want to dissect that yeah i don't know I'm, I'm, i might actually look into that some more um because it is interesting um, but I, but yeah, I, I definitely do get it, and yeah, no, you you've raised a lot of good points. Um, but I definitely do want to get into some. I mean, I didn't have any clever clever uh, uh, way of saying this, but uh, death stories <laughs> that, that, I, that I have, you know, that I that I remember from like childhood to like you know like now and stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh man, I remember this stuff. Like this is crazy. So, like, when I was, oh man, I must have been, like, I don't know, five or six or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember really early in the morning uh, g- uh, getting, it was it was, it was was definitely a school day, and I was going from uh, my old apartment complex to the main, to the main road to, like, across the street where the bus was. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking, and it was cold, and I remember walking, you know, running to get the bus, because, you know, you don't want to get left behind, so, and then I slipped, and then I went under the bus, behind, behind, no, right next to, like, the tire, like, like the back left tire, and I was just, like, frozen, and then everyone's like, look, look, like, there's a kid right there, get him, get him, get him, get him, I'm like, what, oh, oh my god, and I was like, yo, am I gonna die? <laughs> don't drive, don't drive, don't drive, I was like, oh my god, and then, like, you know, like, I, I, a person in a taxi got up, and, like, he freaking, like, got me, and all that stuff, and I was just like, oh my god, like, that was us, I mean, it, it probably happened a lot quicker than yeah. I'm imagining, Yeah. but, like, that was nuts, <laughs> I was like, that was, like, my, like, first, like, encounter, like, but, like a near-death experience yeah near, yeah. Death, near death experience and another another one kind of happened the same way too but it was in front of our old uh catholic school the one with our old elementary school that we went to mm-hmm. and like the freaking same thing like i i slipped under a, a taxi 
go like go because I was going home, but I had to take the taxi and I slipped under the taxi and I'm just there and I'm like, what the f- oh my god <laughs> not again <laughs> and then like but but i got myself out but i was just like oh my god yeah. like yo <laughs> it's like that's that's freaking nuts you know so like that like yeah that's freaking weird <laughs> i remember uh one of one of my earliest near-death experiences this is like such a hilarious i don't want to say hilarious but like every time i think about it i'm just like you're a fucking idiot <clears throat> like so we were in um we were on vacation so we were uh, at my at my family's in france you know so you know my cousins you've met my cousins when they've come here and whatnot yeah. so we were over there one summer and you know my cousins are younger than me so you know we're out there and it's it's the summertime we go out and we're going to to a pool all right cool boom go to the pool you know get changed get locker room boom again my cousins are younger than me you know and you know growing up where we grew up we have pools everywhere you know there right. was a pool at the park and <laughs> that's probably the only time we ever been in a pool right. growing up you know as if we go to the pool at memorial park on in, in the summertime you know sure so needless to say i fit the stereotype even now up until 41 i don't swim you know what i mean <laughs> right I, I don't i don't swim you know so i didn't i guess at that age i can't remember what how old we were maybe maybe 12 13 ish i don't know at that age i guess i didn't necessarily equate not knowing how to swim with i just didn't learn you know <laughs> so w- to a point where it's like just because I'm a certain age and I don't know how to swim doesn't mean people who are younger than me automatically don't know how to swim, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. So my cousins being younger than me, we got change. We go out to the platform. Both of my little cousins run across the platform and jump into the pool, you know? So I'm like, they're younger than me. They're smaller than me. There's no way they're jumping into a deep end. I'm going to jump right after them. <laughs> they definitely jumped into the deep end. <laughs> because they know how to swim. <laughs> Yo. I jumped into that shit, man. And I felt no floor. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. This is not good. So like, I go all the way to the bottom, feel the floor. The best I could do is like, try to jump up. I, I, I can't swim. I can't float. Nothing. Oh, my God. So all I could think is I need to get to the surface and scream for help. Mind you, I'm in a different country. <laughs> I'm screaming for help in English. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it took it a while for me to register. It's like, shit. They don't understand. <laughs> Yo. And again, it could have ha- been like 10, 15 seconds. I felt like I was drowning in that bit for like an hour finally my cousin one of my cousins noticed and came and grabbed me and dragged my ass out of course like do you know how to swim i'm like no <laughs> like, why'd you jump into the pool <laughs> why'd you jump into the pool bro? I was like, well, you guys jumped inside you know so yeah like i was i was shook oh, like nah. I, I remember till this day like being in that water like and it's weird i think of like I feel like drowning for me, like if I could pick any way not to die, 
I would probably say I don't want to drown. Absolutely, number one. I do not like, want to drown. Your hearing your story terrified me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it terrifies me still. <laughs> like no, it terrifies no. me still. Mm-mm. I yeah, it's 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 funny that you say that. You know that you say you can't swim because like uh, maybe twenty one. Uh, yeah, two. Yeah, definitely two years ago, uh, pre pandemic. Um, I a friend of mine would go to he he used to go to this college um like 10 years ago but like you know he's like alumni so all he need all he would need to do is prove that he used to go there mm-hmm. and he would take his wife um to go swimming in the college's pool like during the summer okay. during the summertime like you, like you can do that you know, and then and they say that you can bring a guest, and they're like, "Yo, you know, if you ever want to, you know, come with us, like it's cool. You know, we just go there for like an hour or so, and you know, just just hang out and vibe." And I was like, mm, "Maybe me, because I'm like in my head, I'm like, no, because I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just get my feet wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but no, but he convinced me and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And he's like, wait, but you you don't know how to swim? I was like, no, I don't. He's like. Well, you know what? I'll teach you. You know, like, I mean, my like my wife is just gonna just swim on her own, and I'll just teach you. And me, I'm like embarrassed. You know, I'm like ten years older than this guy. Yeah. And you know, and like the life. Well, there were there were really never anybody there. It would just be me, my friend, and his wife, and then like maybe two or three lifeguards because they have to be there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Damn son, I'm getting, I'm being taught how to swim. Grown ass man, grown ass man out here. <laughs> and me, and they're like, all right, you know, so you gotta like, um, it's like, all right, for, first thing you have to uh, do is, you know, like get in the pool and like tuck your legs, like you know, kind of like in the fetal position, like a buoy. And I'm like, wait, so you mean I can't hold on to anything? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, nah, you can't. Yeah. And I'm like what dude i'm like all right and i would do it for like 0.5 seconds because i'm like i can't feel anything i I need i need control you know and he's like yeah you know i get it and and stuff like that but like yo that's (laughs) that shit was nerve-wracking but like we we did it for like maybe i don't know maybe like two months and you know like i'm i'm okay like i can i can dip my head i can dip my head in and like just like swim just a little bit and like i can see yeah. underwater yeah. so i'm okay with that but like swimming like you know breaststroke or whatever or like you know normal swimming i i can't do that but yeah. like but you know we haven't gone since because of the pandemic but um yeah but no absolutely like <laughs> when i was doing those first sessions i was like please please don't drown me <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. i can't you know i i can't yeah that's that terrifies me like that terrifies me like drowning oh my god that was that was like that's one of the most ironic things too because like obviously you know one of my favorite modes of tra- uh traveling these days is cruising mm, you know yeah. and i didn't take my first cruise until uh man what was like maybe 2014 ish maybe so i was 34 35 years old when i took when i got on my first cruise ever you know, for that fact specifically. So I don't know if it specifically stems from the, you know, the near death experience in the pool and whatnot, but I'd always had a fear of water, just open water, like to your point, like, you know, not being able to touch anything or whatnot. So same thing, if I'm in a pool, you know, if my feet can't touch the ground or I can't be up on the wall, 
it ain't for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was the same thing with open water. Like I'd freak out on the Lincoln Tunnel. Like if we get stuck in traffic in the Lincoln Tunnel, oh. I, I would freak the fuck out. Oh, because you think the water is gonna yeah, go through the like, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, I feel I can't, that I yeah. can't be in a tunnel for that long. Like yeah. every I remember growing up, anytime we gotta take any tunnel, if it's not blowing through that sucker, man, I am freaking out. God forbid it's bumper to bumper and we have to stop in that tunnel for any extended period of time. I'm fucking hyperventilating. No, no, I feel you. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I, I definitely understand. I would, think, I would think that too. I was like, yo, what if water yo. just all of a sudden just... <laughs> so, so, remember, I was in school in Virginia for a while. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you've ever driven down to Virginia or not. But, no. you know, so you can take two roads. You could take the... the uh, the highway straight down like you know 95 or whatnot and and get there or you can go along the coast which is a little bit shorter it's kind of like back roads and there is this long ass bridge the chesapeake bay bridge it's like i can't remember exactly how long it is but it goes bridge tunnel bridge tunnel like that's how long the body of water is that you have to that you have to get over that you're over water for so long very first time we're going to (laughs) virginia we're taking a bus and i fell asleep (laughs) <laughs> you know, so I'm knocked out sleeping. I happen to wake up while we're on the bus. Oh, sorry, while we're on the the, the bridge tunnel, while we're on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge tunnel, and whatnot. Yeah. So again, I'm telling you, I I have a fear of open water. Like if I I just like again a long bridge is too much for me. Uh, getting stuck in a tunnel is too much for me. So imagine being you know on this long ass bridge that is bridge tunnel, bridge tunnel. Yeah. Bridge. That. So I wake up and it's like. It's nighttime as well, so obviously you're on a bridge, you're in a bus. If you look out the window, you're not going to see anything. Right. Either side you look at, you don't see nothing. No lights, no nothing, except for the road that you're on. So I'm able to make out that I'm on a bridge. I can't see land anywhere. You look forward, I don't see land. (laughs) You try to look backwards as best as you can. Again, you're on a bus, I, I can't see land. Like To wake up and be in the middle of water and have no idea, I freaked out <laughs> like crazy on this bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but that was the thing with cruises. I was like, I can't be on a cruise. Like, I, I, you want me to be on a boat in the middle of water and I can't even see land? Absolutely not. And I avoided it my entire life. Even, you know, as a kid, it wasn't a big thing. Like, you know, who who had bread to go on a cruise growing up anyway? You Facts. Know? <laughs> so it didn't become a thing until, you know, I moved down to Florida and then I'm, I'm work I'm in Orlando, I'm working for Disney. You know, you could literally get on a cruise for a dollar and a quarter, you know, <laughs> sometimes, you know, from Florida and people, oh, let's go on a cruise for the weekend. Let's do this. I'm like, no, I'm good. That's not me. That's not for me. That's not for me. <laughs> you know, and it was so crazy how, you know, the first time my, you know, my, my wife w- was an avid cruiser. She loved it. She begged for the second, babe, we have to try. Come on. This is what I love to do. Like, come on, give it a shot. This now. So we finally tried. I was like, look, I'll suck it up. I'll deal with it. I'll do it at least once. And it was so, it was so, um, damn, I can't even put a word on it, man. Just like, it, it, it took my breath away when I stepped on the boat because leading up to it, I was so nervous and so scared. Like, I'm not going to like this. This, like, this is going to suck. I'm going to be out in the middle of the water. What am I going to do? What if this thing sinks? I can't swim. Is there enough lifeboats? Like, you know, like freaking out. <laughs> Damn you, James you know? Cameron. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like everything, man. Like dreading this experience. And then, yo, we step foot on the boat. 
you know, it's like, all right, whatever, you're in port, when you're in port, not a big deal, you know, and, and, you know, you kind of get used to it, all right, I'm on the boat, I'm on the boat, now we start leaving, you know, it's all right, now we're leaving, you know, and, you know, it's like, all right, but at least I could still see Miami, I see Miami's <laughs> over there, you know, it's like, oh, no, oh, no, those buildings are getting smaller and smaller, you know, so you finally get out into open water, and you can't see nothing, and, like, I was taken away how it, it was freeing for me. It, it was it was weird. Like, as much as I dreaded this thing, as much as I wasn't looking forward to it, as much as I convinced myself, like, this was going to be the worst experience ever, the minute it got there and I'm standing there and I'm looking around and you can't see land and, and you're around in the middle of nowhere, you have no cell phone service, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no internet, the, the sea breeze, you know, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my god like this is amazing mm -hmm. you know what i mean like amazing and it was so freeing for me you know and immediately like from that moment on never any issues with water hmm. you know stuck in traffic in the tunnel no problem on a long bridge no problem you know like and that and that became something that i feared so much as you know now becomes one of the things I love the most. Yeah. You know, cruising is one of our absolute favorite things. Yeah, you love going and, on cruises. And my favorite part of cruising is being on the top deck, hanging out, middle of the ocean, no land in sight. That's that's my favorite part of the cruise is just to hang out in the middle of open water and not see anything. There's a sense of being disconnected and being free. I tell people all the time, like, I think, you know, I, I travel a lot and I enjoy traveling. Um, cruising is the true definition of a vacation to me because it's super, you don't have to do anything. You know, sometimes, you know, you go on a vacation and the vacation can end up feeling like work. Sure. You know, perfect example. I'm up here for the week for Christmas, you know. It's it's like work for me because <laughs> we have, <laughs> we've got an itinerary. Mm -hmm. We've got specific things that we're doing every single day, specific people that we're doing every single day. Bro, when you're on a cruise, if you want to just wake up and not do anything, you can do that. <laughs> right. If you want to wake up and go grab something to eat, you can always go grab something to eat. You want to go catch a show, go catch a show. You want to go to a casino, go to a casino. You want to sleep all day, sleep all day. You want to drink all day, drink all day. You know, like, you can literally do whatever you want when you want. Like, there's, there's always something happening, so whenever you want to get to something, you can. You know, so I, I don't know if do, that do things plays. happen like twenty like twenty four hours now, right? Twenty four. There's For always gonna be something going on, like something like at like two a.m. Something's going on. There's always going to be something. That's going dope. On. Yeah, there is no time that you'll go through and be like, the entire ship is shut down and I have access to nothing I can do. There's always gonna be something. Now, is it always gonna be something that you want to do? Oh, Maybe no. not. Obviously, yes. Sure. But you will always have options. There's oh. always options. So, and that's and that's the best part about it. You know what I mean? Like, you can really just go at your leisure. But for me, again, the best thing for me is being out in that open water. The thing that used to scare the living daylights out of me is what I seek out more than anything. I look forward to being able to be so secluded and and unplugged you know mm -hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of you know i guess you know you face your fears right yeah you, know, you face your fears and head on and then you know it's like oh okay well that wasn't that bad you know <laughs> wow all right all right so all right so these these next two 
the the the, the first the first two were funny, but the next two are very serious. So uh, so um, as many of you probably uh, not surmised, but before on um, what's it called episode uh, sixty eight, uh, um, Joanne has uh, alluded to. Me and Ricardo being uh, of Haitian descent, mm-hmm. you know, and um, back in uh, January twelfth, twenty ten, you know, the Haiti earthquake, very massive yeah. uh, thing. Um, that probably, probably one, probably one of, if not the biggest, uh, I think, uh, devastation that's happened in Haiti, and and Haiti has had amassed many, unfortunately, disasters. Yeah. But I think that one is like Harold as like the number one thing even though like right now like there's an overthrown well assassinated of a president and all yeah. that stuff it's it, kidnappings it's bad right now but yeah the earthquake was pretty big in 2010 and uh i almost uh lost my mother mm-hmm. during that because she she was there yeah. when it happened um so it was um pretty nuts i i remember when because my mother would go to haiti every year mm-hmm. um that's what she does when it when it gets too cold yeah, um yeah. she she like has arthritis so she can't stand the cold so she would go to haiti every year and then that 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 time you know i'm, I'm chilling at home and me and my dad were just you know just watching television or whatever and then we hear the news and we're like what and we're like not you know you never think it's it's it whatever's yeah. happening is happening you know to you whatever yeah. but now we Nah, we all right. We we good. You know, we'll we'll just call her later, and we call. No service. No nothing. Like okay, and like my dad starts freaking out, and I, so twenty ten thirty. I was thirty or something, and I'm like, oh, all right, this is interesting, and we couldn't get a hold of her for like you know like three, maybe like two or three days or something like that, and the and the news just keeps reporting and reporting it. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, yeah, is this how it happens? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, because you know, you. Well, I don't know about you, but like for me, I always suspect like because you know your parents are gonna go. Yeah. You know, one of these days, clearly. And I'm like, whoa, is this how it is? Like, because I don't know, because like for for some reason, I. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see like my mom, like you know, like die in a hospital or whatever. Like we're all around her or something like that, you uh-huh. know, and just watching her pass away. So I was like, "Whoa, this is it. This is how it goes." I was like, "Man, all right. I mean, if this is it, I guess I'll prefer it than the, than the alternative, uh-huh. even though it's it's like hard to hear." And yeah. and I'm like, "Okay, man, she's she's she's. I think she's gone." And, you know, my family's freaking out because they're calling like, oh, is she over there? She's over there? She's like, yeah, she's over there, but we haven't heard from her yet. And then she gets she gets in touch with my dad. And then my dad says, oh, yeah, she's like, she's here, she's here. Um, and I think, yeah, because she had to, like, she borrowed somebody's phone and called my dad. And then, you know, she he really wanted her to get in contact with me just so I would, you know, uh, have a peace of mind yeah and then she did and i heard her it's like oh like i'm okay whatever like i'm i'm coming to um you know uh america like whatever in the next whatever day or so and i'm like oh 
okay, but like for that for like that split second, you know, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. She's she's gone. You were you you were preparing yourself <laughs> yeah. to have to come to terms. Yeah. You know? And it and it was it was it was nuts. I was like, wow. Yeah. O- okay. She's she's like gone. I mean, well, you know, luckily she's alive, but but the sad thing is like she did go with her friend, uh like one of her best friends, and her best friend passed away wow. during during the earthquake. So like so that that was that was that was rough to hear. Yeah. You know, but um yeah, but I yeah. It was you know, from, from what I from what I've heard from people during that earthquake and I and I remember I I even bought I think like I believe it was Time magazine specifically made like a book of like the earthquake and I have it and it, it's it's very like rough to look at but like uh-huh. I but I wanted to keep it you know what I'm saying as you know memorabilia you know like this happened yeah yeah you know like and my mom was there and um yeah it was it was it was nuts it was nuts hearing that yeah I, I remember you know um I I had a similar similar experience unfortunately you know as you know i would imagine most you know most if not all haitians had a similar experience you know our mine was with my grandma same thing you know she's you know she's a snowbird she's she spin, she splits time for the longest she was splitting time between here canada and haiti you know and then generally in the winter months is when she was in haiti you know and same thing you know it happens and of course that's the first thing you think about okay well grandma's there you know and you know my my aunt was still there at the time you know a lot of other you know extended family and whatnot but you know those are the first two people that come you know is my mom's sister my mom's mom you know and you know those couple of days and you don't hear and then you have to kind of start trying to prepare yourself but at the same time you want to be like nah nah she's fine she's fine she's fine you know so it's it's unfortunate it's a balancing act you know you kind of really have to (laughs) walk a fine line of emotions you know to be able to try to um navigate through that type of uncertainty you know and then you know you get the call and it's a relief um you know it's it's funny well not funny but you know like you know you mentioned as far as um like you think about uh, you know the whole family being surrounded around a bed and you wouldn't necessarily want to have to deal with it that way because i could imagine i understand what you mean i could imagine it's you know the 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 aspect of actually watching somebody die in the moment you know um and i thought immediately of my uncle you know um you know my uncle is also my godfather like he was you know the the man in our family like he was when i say the man like he was that guy, you know what I mean? Like he was the one with the with the Versace suits and, and <laughs> trench coats and, and Louis Vuitton bags and you know, he had dreads when, you know, it was taboo and you know, like he was that cool uncle traveling all over the place. Um and you know, he I remember him going into you know, he went into the um you know, had I don't want to say routine, but you know, he went in for a check or whatever, there was an issue. And then, you know, they found uh tumor whatnot and um you know docs were confident yeah you know caught it early this this and that and you know go in there take it out you know and you know they did had the operation and whatnot and you know i re- i remember him doing his recovery here at the house with you know at, at our house my mom you know he stayed with my mom um to kind of recover after surgery and whatnot and i remember him being in great spirits it was around um i want to say it was i think it was 1999 if i'm not mistaken spring of 99 uh winter spring of 99 so 
because I remember he was already out of the hospital and we had a birthday dinner. My, my birthday is in February. We had a birthday dinner while I was in college. You know, my friends came back. Uh, I brought some friends from college and whatnot. And we had a dinner and he was here. He was recovering. And then, you know, lo and behold, he has an allergic reaction to one of the, uh, one of the med- medicines that was prescribed oh. to him after the fact. And, you know, and this, this medicine or whatever it was gave him such such a high fever that it put him back in the hospital like like the 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 fever burned him mm. like his he like he was burning himself alive essentially mm. which you know at at a young age you know I was 19 so not to say young but not old enough to be given all of the information. So we we didn't, you know, when I say we, you know, the siblings, the cousins, our generation, we weren't given all of the information. So we're not 100% sure of all the details and the specifics. Um, but in layman's terms, as it was explained to us and best, is that it was an allergic reaction to the medicine, whatever it was, that literally burned him alive, you know, kind of. And... Um, you know the the last my last two memories of him first is you know in recovery after surgery when you know for my birthday when we're here and me thinking oh man you know my uncle's back you know he's he's cracking jokes and and you know man we had this kind of you know dodged this bullet you know he got in there got the surgery they took care of it here he is, you know, cracking jokes and smiling. Sooner or later, he'll be back on a flight to Hawaii. He loved Hawaii. He loved Paris. You know, it's like always traveling, you know. Um, you know, it's like, ah, sooner or later, he'll be out and about on his adventures. Awesome, you know. Our guy is here, you know. And then fast forward, you know, a week or two or whatever the case is when he's back in the hospital and there's all this unknown. Because even, obviously, I now we know what the issue was, but, you know. Mm-hmm. In the moment, they weren't quite sure exactly what was going on, and it was just a hot mess. And um, I remember, you know, because he was across the bridge in Westchester. I was in school in Westchester, too, and, you know, and I remember going to see him. And the last time I saw him, like I said, like, his body was, like, charred, you know, wow. charred. And, and like, I could tell how much pain he was in. And he was, you know, doing his best to kind of, you know, I'm going to be good, you know. I'm all right, you know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm feeling good, you know. And, um... You know, I remember till this day, uh, St. Patrick's Day, um, legit, um, uh, it was right after his birthday, too. Um, but no, no, not, not right after his birthday. Um, St. Pat, he, he was a party animal, essentially. Mm-hmm. So St. Patrick's Day was kind of like fitting for him, like, you know, like, the, the the drinking the party and the Heinekens you know Heinekens was his go to you know what I mean so like that's like his kind of party mm-hmm. you know what I mean St Patrick's Day was his kind of party yeah so it was so crazy how you know it it was St Patrick's Day and we're at we're we're at mom's house you know and bunch of family bunch of family and um you know watching the parade and sure enough at like just about right when the parade ends phone rings. Um, I can't remember if it was my mom or my aunt who picked up the phone because there had been kind of conversations already about making, you know, making the decision to, to unplug um, mm. at that point. And, you know, obviously, the you know, they were, 
you know that was an that was an adult conversation mm-hmm. that's not something we were a part of yeah um you know and then you know we got the call um i again even till this day i can't remember for sure if it was an unplugged situation if it you know oh, was just right. he he ended up going on his own um but you know right at the end of that parade you know and that that was one of those things where obviously in the moment you know it's it's all heartbreak and despair and and hurt and anger and all of that you know but you know there it wasn't too long after that where you know me specifically i could kind of find solace in the fact that knowing who he was and how he lived his life and how much he loved to celebrate and have fun and enjoy everything that it was fitting that you know he waited till the party was over you know what i mean yeah like yeah, if, yeah, if that yeah. makes sense yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like because because that's the type of like he would have been out there yeah you know it's like he would have been out there at 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 the parade he would have been drinking his weight in heineken's that day you know <laughs> what i mean and it's like you know he enjoyed that party one last time and then was like all right i gotta go yeah you know what i mean so i i i find like little random little random nuances like that and try to kind of you know kind of gain some solace um you know so it it's you know it's it, it, either situation sucks you know i can yeah. see where both situations where you have to be there at the bedside and watch that person go away and then also it can be where you're expecting this person back soon and you get a call like hey that person's not coming back yeah you know so either way it's it's you know you you there there's no winning no. in either situation <laughs> no. you know no, there unfortunately no. you know what i mean so <laughs> no there isn't um so <laughs> this one was very interesting so i almost died at the movies so um and this is happening uh, very apropos because I almost died watching The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the movie was released May 2nd, 2014, and this incident happened May 11th, 2014. Mm-hmm. So I go to the movies. I go... Uh, yeah, I go... Um, I go to the theater... In Jersey, the one that were where I frequent. So it was me and my sister. Okay, so we go. We're watching. No, wait, was it me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely was. Yeah, it was me and my sister. So we go, and I did I. I believe I already saw the film, but she didn't, and I liked it a lot. I mean, I know the Amazing Spider-Man two. Everybody hates that one, but I, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely saw it. She didn't see it, and I was like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta see it." She's like, "Okay, fine." So we're watching it, right? And it's the third act, and um, it's nearing the end. I mean, no, it's the third act. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of the third act. Sitting there, I'm having a good time. She's enjoying it. Then, uh, we're 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 watching it, and all of a sudden you hear somebody comes in. Some woman runs comes running in with her stroller. She comes to the front of the uh front of the uh audience thing. Oh my god, everybody get out. They're shooting, they're shooting, they're shooting. We're like, what? 
what, what? You know, so it was like it, was, it started from confusion to like, oh, oh shit, you know, we need to get out. And then we're like, oh my god, oh my god. So like some people start ducking because we thought that the person was already in here, but it's like, no, 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 like we need to get out. So you know, even though you always hear the movie's instructions of where the exits are, yeah. you don't fucking know where the exits not, are. Yeah. yeah, no, that shit is a blur. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like we're ducking and whatever. So we everybody goes. Well, everybody decides we're all gonna go down, like down instead of like up or whatever, down to the uh, to the exits. So everybody's ducking behind the the chair that's in front of you, and I'm like, oh my god. And and it's so funny because you know how like maybe you've seen movies or something like that where like you you've always been scared of dying but when but when it's but when it's the time everything is calm yeah so i was super calm and i'm like wow this is how i'm going to die in mm-hmm. the movie theaters whoa oh, okay so like I, but i'm trying to protect my sister so where we're going we go down we hold each other's hands and we're we're racing down and we're like oh, where are where do we, where do we go so every like a ton of people are in like in the we open the door to the exit thing. We're in the we're all in the exit tunnel and we're like, Oh, we just gotta go, we just gotta go. So we go we go out of the we go out of the exit tunnel. Now we get out the exit, now we're outside, and then we just look to the horizon and it's fucking like well, I don't know if you ever saw this movie. Or what well not even saw this movie, but you've seen this in movies before where like whether it's like lord of the rings or braveheart but you just see a sea of people coming over the over a hill yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like that's what was going on because the, i guess the 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 word has, has spread to them yeah so we're seeing the mall <laughs> go out so we're like oh shit this is real it's happening. so, so yeah. like we're like so we're all going we're all running 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 across the parking lot to try to get as far as we can to the uh, movie theater then boom everybody is on their cell phones trying to call people or trying to call people out see cops you know and coming in we're like oh my god what's going on and i i find i find out that the year before around the same no not around the same time november of the year before somebody had come into the store the store come into the mall to try to like hold it up or whatever and they uh-huh. did what was it um Murder by suicide or something okay. like that. Um, I think that's the proper term. Yeah, when when you essentially have the the cops. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the cops. Do yeah. It. You it, want the cops to yeah. kill you essentially. Yeah. yeah, and and so that's why people were like so frantic. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So this is crazy, and I'm like, man, and you know, me, me, and my sister were just like, oh my god, and we see all these cops, and we, we can't go anywhere because the car is back at the mall. <laughs> yeah. Know? So we can't go anywhere. So we're just just chilling. We have each other, so we're like, all right, we're good, but we don't know what's going on. But I, so I'm like, I, I don't know. So me, I know, I know where I am. So who do I call? I call my ex fiance, who was my ex fiance at the time. Yeah, you know, because it was, it was 2014. So I call her and I'm like, listen, do do you know what's going on at the mall? She's like, yeah, like it's all over the news. They have like helicopter things all all, all of a sudden, you know, just just like watching out. And I was like, oh my god, this is crazy because because I'm at the mall. She's like, what? Yeah. Like, are you safe? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm safe. And, and she's like, oh my god, like that's okay, that's good, that's good, you know. And me, 
me trying to be like the fucking hopeless romantic idiot that I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe this is a good time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was just like, yeah, I was so scared. You know, I thought I was going to die. Well, she's like, oh my God, really? I was like, yeah, yeah, man. You know, so it's so fucking crazy. So you, you, you know, you know, just, you know, give me the information when, you know, when you get it. She's like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you're the first person that I want to call. And so you're the, you're the first person that like came into my mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, like, I love you. <laughs> She's like, all right. Uh, don't get shot. Okay? Don't get shot. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> She's like, oh. Uh. I was like, oh, shit. It's like, damn it. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I can't get no love and I'm about to die? Damn. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, man. But, like, um, she's, and she's, you know, keep, uh, keeping me uh, informed and stuff like that. And then um, we were there for, like, maybe, like, two hours or two or three hours just outside, you know, everybody, you know, just trying to, you know, all the police just trying to calm everything down. Mm-hmm. And then they finally told us, all right, you can go back to your cars, whatever. We're like, oh, okay, whoo, that's crazy. So we got home. She was like, man, I'm never going to the She's like, I'm never going to the movies again. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, I feel you. And then the next day we find out that there was a car in front of one of the store in front of one of the stores that the tires for some reason got on fire. And they exploded, mm-hmm. and they sounded like gunshots. Oh, wow. And then people were just so frantic, and then they started running, and then, like, you know, I guess some people uh, hit, like, uh, like glass sculptures in the mall, uh-huh. which also sounded Ends like gunshots. Sound, yeah. So that's why the whole mall started going frantic. So, like, yeah. I was never in real danger, but... I, you don't know. You, you you might as well have told me that there was an actual shooter. Yeah, you don't, you don't know that in the moment. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it was so fucking crazy. But the thing is, till this day, I when I go see a movie, I see the first showing. Yeah. So there's so there's no people, because I st- like I mean I, I'm much better than I was before. Uh-huh. But before, it's you know, still in the back of your if, mind. If you see any suspicious people, I'm like, yeah, you motherfucker. I'm, lo- <laughs> I'm looking at you right there. Yeah. Row N13. You, why is your hands in your pockets? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would look at everybody. But now, but yeah, till this day, and this was what? 2014, seven years later, mm-hmm. I still, if I'm going to watch a movie, I see the first showing and like I uh, go to like the mm, cl- close to the top, maybe like second row closest to the top, yeah. So I can see you everybody, can see everything. Yeah. and also that there's very like small amount of people, and then I'm decent, uh-huh. you know. But sometimes if someone like flitch or like, Hachoo! I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, hey, like, hey, hey. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> For real, like that's how that shit was, man. But yeah, that shit is, yeah, that shit affects me. To this day. So it's so crazy. Like, you know, I mentioned um, before, as far as um, if I'm not mistaken, I, f- I think the Robin Williams thing happened um, around the time of the um, Dark Knight shooting. So funny thing about that. And again, I hate to say funny thing because it's not funny, obviously. Um, so my wife and I, you know, at the movies to go see uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, and... Um, we're there prior to the movie starting, 
And I'm pretty sure I even have the picture. I'm going to see if I can find it. Of course, I always got a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're there before the movie starts. And there's a guy dressed as Batman. You know, full head to toe. You know, obviously in a comic book movie, people go dressed as, you know, whatnot. And he's coming up the, you know, the thing. And he's kind of doing the whole, you know, actual Batman mannerisms. And he's surveying, surveying, (laughs) looking at people. And, and, you know, my wife said, babe, babe, look, look, Batman. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. You know, take a picture and whatnot. And sure enough, I kid you not, and you can ask her, she turns to me and is like, what if he just pulled out a gun and just started shooting up the th- the theater? And I'm like, like, why would he do that? Like, yeah. why would you even say that? Yeah, you know, mad like, random, mad random, right? <laughs> mad random. And she's just like, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Like, he's just here in the Batman suit, head to toe. Like, you never know. What if he's some crazy person? And he shoots up the theater. You know, I'm like, oh, whatever, crazy. <laughs> Think nothing of it. Watch the movie. Movie's amazing. Movie ends. We're getting out. We're going, you know, getting to the car, jumping on the cell phones. What do we see? Shooting at Aurora. At, at, in Aurora. At, you know, and me and my wife are just like, holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it, it's kind of like, you know, like, like, like one of those like Final Destination type, yeah. you know, things. Like immediately, both of us, like we're seeing, I'm like, and, and I'm like, babe, like. There was a shooting. There was a shooting at at a screening of The Dark Knight, you know? And she's like, no, stop. Get out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm showing her this stuff, and she's just like, yo, you know? <laughs> and and again, it, it it makes you think, like, like what if? You know? Like, what if? Like, to say something so random and flippant like that? Yeah. And then two and a half hours later, to find out, well, Obviously, it wasn't that random. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, yo, what the hell? You know, like that was that was intense, man. I remember that, you know, again, after the movie, just seeing that and just like, uh, whoa, you know, like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That, yeah, that's, that is super crazy. Um, Now, <clears throat> with you, and I've explained this before when we were talking about this on uh, episode 54 when you're saying that you, you know, contemplated like suicide and all this stuff. And I said I've never necessarily contemplated suicide, but I have thought about it in the terms of like, you know, if I were to die, who would be there, you know, mm-hmm. at my funeral and stuff like that. Because, you know, I want to I, I want to see who I have affected, you know, yeah. uh, in, in, you know, in my life and stuff like that. And um but I, but I also have come across this thing, and and it was it was so crazy because I remember seeing this comedian, um, seeing this comedian a long time ago, and I was with my ex fiance, but she, but she was my girlfriend at the time. Um, I I never got the comedian's name, and I never got the word that he used, but he was he would always say, "Yeah, I got." whatever blah 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 and i would have these thoughts of like doing like harm to others and like and you know and and stuff like that and i'm like yo that sounds super familiar i think i have that (laughs) you know like the um i think i have what he's talking about because for some odd reason and and i never kept this from uh my ex fiance but sometimes i would have these just crazy thoughts about me doing harm to her like specifically like stabbing her and i'm not a stabby person <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. if that makes sense you know i'm like and i'm like what the hell like it'd be just like, like a quick like 
ching, you know, like, and then like it like it would go away. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? And yeah. she was like, what? What happened? I'm like, this is what this is what uh, this is what just happened. And that and that's why sometimes like I would be like afraid to like have a knife like while I'm next to her like if I'm like I don't know spreading butter on bread or whatever and uh-huh. I would just like just do it to her and stuff like that but like she wasn't like scared of me but she just just thought that it was so odd and I never thought about that stuff again and I and again I've never had those thoughts uh, since uh, us breaking up but the funny thing was. I this resurfaced when I saw your favorite person uh do this um you know uh Katie from the council yeah and it and not, she doesn't call it this this is what it it wasn't the term that the comedians said I want to I want to find that technical term but what this is is intrusive thoughts so what she did was she was she did this skit where she was like, "Oh my God, look! Like, like, oh my God, that's that's a, a beautiful puppy." And then, like, the intrusive thought came like from like the side and was like, "Kick it!" <laughs> 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 and then she turned around like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And then the intrusive thought was like, "Step on it, step on it." <laughs> and she was like, "You know, she has those thoughts too." And she was like, yeah. "I want to." you know come out and say that like look i have these types of things and blah blah, blah. and i think i wrote to her or like well commented on her like yo this is, I, I think i have this too <laughs> so like this is this is nuts but like mad comments of people saying like yo some of these things like happen yeah so i so i decided to look it up and i was like oh intrusive thoughts so it says, uh, unwanted intrusive thoughts are stuck thoughts that cause great distress. They seem to come out of nowhere, arrive with a whoosh, and cause a great deal of anxiety. The content of unwanted intrusive thoughts often focuses on sexual or violent or socially unacceptable images. People who experience unwanted intrusive thoughts are afraid that they might commit the acts that they picture in their mind. They also fear that the thoughts mean something terrible about them. Some unwanted intrusive thoughts consist of repetitive doubts of relationships, decisions small and large, sexual orientation, or identity, intrusive of thoughts about safety, religion, death, or worries about questions that cannot be answered with certainty. Some are just weird thoughts that make no apparent sense. Unwanted intrusive thoughts can be very explicit, and many people are ashamed and worried about them, and therefore keep them secret. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so like some of those things like but it i never got any other images other than that like mm-hmm. just like me stabbing like my ex-fiance and i'm like why would i do that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's so that's so not oh actually i'm lying <laughs> because there's it's like nope i have <laughs> no 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 there'd be other things where it's like um like if i'm like next to, if i'm okay let's say if i'm like on a balcony and I'm like next to the rail. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a jump. <laughs> you know, so I'm gonna do this. <laughs> you know? But I'm scared of heights, so yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. You know? But the thing is, I'm not suicidal. It's just that like my body feels like, no, nah, do it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But like I never do. And I don't want to either. But like that's that happens to me. You know, and it's so weird. And another thing too, and I'm uh, I'm gonna let you go with mm-hmm. this one. So you know, you found out that I drive like an hour essentially to uh-huh. work so near there there's a there's a place uh on my drive 
going there and coming home, there's a body of water um, on the right side when I'm going to work. Oh yeah, well, I guess on the right side coming home. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I always I always pass it every day, and I'm like. What if I drive my car into the, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I just think about that shit, <laughs> you know, but, but the thing is what we talked about before, I think about it because one, sometimes like I want to do it, even though I don't, it's just my intrusive thoughts, but two, I'm deathly afraid of drowning in my car. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I, th- so I think about the drowning in my car sometimes, some days and other days I'm thinking like, yeah. Um, what if I did drive this car? Just, just, mm, just turn the car, just turn the wheel, and whoosh, yeah, you know. But I never, but I don't think about like, yeah, I want to end my life. I don't think about it in that way. It's just that you that know what I mean. Random, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking nuts. I, I, <laughs> I get those as well, and I get them more in the sense, kind of like what you um were just describing there. I kind of get those intrusive thoughts in the sense of that final destination type way. Okay. You know, um, and this is going to be interesting for people who know me and hear what I'm about to say because likely have seen me do this. I'll ask you. I don't know if you... Have you ever noticed me like doing the sign of the... Randomly doing the sign of the cross? That doesn't... That doesn't sound off. Maybe mm-hmm. I have, but... Okay. So people who know me um again you'll kind of try to think about it now or maybe pay attention to it going forward i do the sign of the cross a lot why do i do the sign of the cross a lot because more often than not anytime i do it it's because i just had one of those thoughts Mm. and again generally when i'm having those thoughts it's in that final destination sense so it's almost always like negative something something involving me dying okay pretty much i tend to have them more about me dying Mm -hmm. kind of like and a lot of times while i'm driving which i which drives me insane you know what i mean like i i have like i could be driving and then randomly just have this elaborate thought of this car accident and it's like you know man it will would i die immediately would i have time to call somebody for help or you know what i mean like just all types of random stuff perfect example you mentioned the whole thing with the rail you know on a balcony same thing i could be on a balcony and leaning on the rail in the media i think oh shit what if this rail breaks right now and that's it i just fall to my death then well you know mm-hmm. so like again that's a tell like you'll people who know me people around me if you've ever seen me do it or ever seen me do it in the future going forward, every time, like, I'll have one of those those thoughts and I'll be like, oh, shit, you know, like, oh, they know, do this. Like, please, God, don't let this happen right <laughs> Right, now. right, like, right, right. I just... I wish, just wish it away. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I just envisioned this whole elaborate negative thing that could happen and end my life. Like, please don't let this happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... It it happens a lot. Like I mean, again, we kind of touched up on this. Like I'm I am genuinely scared to death of death. I mean, oh, who isn't? That that you no, that's I mean? me. That's my number one thing. I like I I am not looking forward to dying. Yeah, of course not at all. Of course, and, not, and I know right? that's the obvious thing, but like no, 
you don't yeah. understand. It just freaks me out. You know? <laughs> it, it does. It freaks me out, yo. Like I'll I'll have a uh, cold sweats. Yeah, and like panic attack. Well, not panic attack, but like cold sweats. Like, because <gasps> I'm like, yo, I just dreamt that I almost died. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I I think one of the big things for me too, where, and it's ironic where it's a shift of a mindset because. You know, I told you when when I was you know younger and having these thoughts and 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 this imagery and and thinking about these things, my thing was always, yeah, I'll take my life in in to stick it to you, like I want to take my life so that you're now sad or feel guilty because it was your fault and whatnot, you know. So then now I'm at a point where I'm married, have kids. I've I've got a beautiful family that I would love to be able to be here for for as long as possible. Absolutely. And all I can think about on these random occasions is, well, what if I'm not here for them? You know? Like what happens if I die right now? What's going to happen? You know, my at, my kids are at this age. How are they going to how are they going to do without me? You know, how's my wife going to do without? You know what I mean? So it's like and it's it's so I like it it infests my mind sometimes you know like i could find myself just laying there and thinking about this for like you know however long and it's just like get out of my head like, <laughs> yo. like you know like yeah man get out of my head yeah you yo. know what i mean like Ugh. it's it's crazy man it's it's such a crazy dynamic so it's it's kind of interesting to hear you know that specific take you know from the from the skit that Katie did and then to be able to know that so many people are jumping up in there and saying hey like i have these thoughts too cuz there's cuz again you started explaining that and in my mind there's a lot of other crazy shit that i've thought of too and again to your point i've always thought to myself like what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> yeah yeah why would i why would i even think that <laughs> yeah i'm telling you know what you. i mean like that's not something i would ever do why would i why would i even think that so so is it something i might do like like am, like is this something that at some random point i'm going to decide like hey maybe i do want to stab somebody like you know i just thought of one that i still hold on to now For, uh, 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 not a random a reoccurring intrusive thought is some like this is real specific that like let's say i'm at um a uh one of my friends who one a, a friend of mine just giving birth and i'm at the hospital mm-hmm. and i see the kid right they give me the kid i toss it out the window wow damn <laughs> bro not even drop him I'm, I'm thinking and i drop him oh man yeah that would suck i've thought about that too no Toss them out the I window. I toss them out the window. Wow. And 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 you know what? Um, not not what do I do to prevent that? Like I said, I wouldn't do that. But like, I, it, it I made it like my attention to not hold babies until they're one. Wow. Just just in case. <laughs> and definitely never buy a window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but like I did like oh like oh I want you. I'm like, nah, I'm good, thank nah, you. Nah, nah. You may nah. not want to do that. <laughs> I was like, nah. Like seriously, like that has been like my thing. And they're like, why not? I'm like, I, I just can't hold I I don't I don't feel comfortable holding kids until like they're like one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's that is a little strange too. Yeah. No. But I mean again that goes that goes to show like that whole intrusive that's something I I would love to kind of get I, I even want to get more information. Yeah, you should, man. Intrusive thoughts, man. Because again, until you mentioned it here and it laid it out the way you did with the research that you did, 
I was, I am one of those people who, you know, finds myself sitting in a corner somewhere thinking like, why would I think about this? <laughs> like, and then that's not, and then sometimes it's some, it's some of the most crazy random outlandish shit that just like, I'm not going to tell somebody else about oh, this. Oh yeah. They're going to think I'm a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Like why would I, like, yeah, I mean, you just heard the baby thing, but yeah. like, you know, I can't tell other people. Yeah. I feel like stabbing my yeah, girlfriend yeah. You know, <laughs> with that's, a knife. That's, that's yeah. a little, it's a little out there. <laughs> That's that's a little out there. That's gonna raise some eyebrows. <laughs> Just a few. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that conversation is not gonna go very well. <laughs> so, um I saw I saw this uh I saw this little uh paragraph from this uh ra- uh from this song. It's a rap song. And you might know you might you might not know what it is at first. But you will when I get to the end of it. Mm. But um, this it just goes on to uh, like what we're talking about. So um, it it says, uh, see, see, we all got something that we trapped inside that we try to suffocate, you know, hoping it dies. Try to hold it underwater, but it always survives. Then it comes up out of nowhere like an evil surprise. Then it hovers over you to tell you millions of lies. You don't relate to that. You must not be as crazy as I am. Because the point that I'm trying to make is the mind is a powerful place and what you feed it can affect you in a powerful way. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's not always safe. Just hang with me. This will be. This will only take a moment, okay? So just think about it for a second. If you look at your face every day when you wake up and think you'll never be great, you'll never be great. Not because you're not, but the hate will always find a way to cut you up and murder your faith. And that was from uh, this uh, rapper called NF. And the song is called The Search. I everybody should listen to that song that song is fire and the and the beat is dope mm. and ricardo you know where this is from because this is the theme song to a uh, monday night raw <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> and it's like damn and i'm listening i'm like wait a minute like what song is that <laughs> yeah this this was this was the new theme song from 2020 i mean it's still going on now, yeah yeah but they started in 2020 so like when i first heard this i was like yo this is a dope song but i mean it was a dope theme song mm-hmm. and then i was like yo let me listen to listen the actual to the song lyrics, i was like oh yeah. shit i was like this song is fucking fire <laughs> you know um but so what this says you know so it says you know the point i'm making is the mind is a powerful place and what you and what you feed it can affect you in a powerful way so ricardo what are you feeding your mind and what motivates you to keep going um these days i'm feeding it as much positivity positivity as possible um you know, kind of like piggybacking a little bit off of what I just mentioned, where, you know, I spent a small portion of my life thinking that maybe it might be better if I wasn't around, you know what I mean, to, you know, being to a point now where I'm so beyond aware that if I wasn't around, it wouldn't, you know, it would be bad for a lot of people, you know, and, and it's the opposite mindset, you know, so it's not like, oh yeah, maybe I should, you know, not be here anymore and you can suffer as opposed to, God, I really hope I can be here for as long as possible. So nobody suffers. You know what I mean? So, you know, again, I think, um, one of the biggest things, especially this year, as everything that has happened in my life, um, from, you know, my mental state, from my career state to, you know, even, you know, kind of coming off of last year with COVID and, 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 and home ownership and, and 
everything that's kind of happened over the past, you know, let's just say two years or so, um, I think valuing time more than anything has been what's, what's kind of really jumped up out of nowhere, you know, because I still have all these random final destination scenarios in my mind where I am so paranoid about not being here anymore and, and God forbid, you know, being taken away from this earth before my time or but then again who says that because you know god, god's always on time as they say so you know right. if it's our time it's our time you know um but being so cognizant of that and wanting to try to maximize my time as much as possible i think for me that's what motivates me more than anything do something you know um be somebody be important uh be be influential, whatever I can be, you know, like, I just want to be able to, you know, do whatever it is that I can with the time that I have, you know, so I think for me, my motivation more than anything is, is to stop wasting time, stop assuming that I've got all the time in the world, you know, um, having a great idea and thinking, ah, you know, I'll, I'll get to that, you know, Oh man, this would be cool. I'd love to be able to go check this out. Ah, uh, you know, I'll do it eventually. We'll get there, you know. Um ap appreciating time more than anything. That's what motivates me. Um, you know, live in the moment, get things done and 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 try to leave a mark here, especially again through through my kids, you know. Of course, cuz at the end of the day, um I I want to obviously be here as long as possible for them, you know. So with that said, while I'm here, you know, is, is, is setting them up, you know, for their lives, for their forever and, and try to be the best I, example I could be, um, for them moving forward. You know what I mean? So I think that all ties into just maximizing my time here in this world and doing my very best to, 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 to do something with it before it's taken away, you know? No, I, I definitely hear you. And yeah, with with me, like yeah, what I guess what motivates me is more so, because um, again, I never necessarily like contemplated suicide and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't think that I can because I want to see my story end. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? I I want to see it through. Yeah. You know, I I have goals. I have dreams. Like yeah. I have big aspirations. And regardless, whatever, if you know whatever god willing you know i i do get a wife and kids whatever or, or if i don't i want to see my story end so i can't i can't end me like yeah. like you said if god wants to do it all right <laughs> you know then then that's what it is yeah but i want to see my story end you know and i can't wait for the stuff that i have planned for myself to you know to come to fruition and you know get it going mm -hmm. so like that's my thing and and like you said yeah you know, not 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 waste time. I mean, of course, you you can take some time to like reflect and you know be easy. You can't you can't do the hustle mentality like yeah. you know like rise and grind. You know, you can't do that like all the time or mm -hmm. like you'll you'll uh you'll uh burn out. There you go. Yeah, you, you'll burn out. Sure will. But you know, yeah, don't dilly dally. Don't waste time. Use every use every day and be productive. Uh, one thing, one thing that I keep contemplating on getting, but I don't think I am because I can't take the I can't take the anxiety. But I don't know if you've ever seen on Instagram or something that that calendar 
like not death calendar but like i guess essentially what it is because like it's it's a calendar right that okay you submit your uh birth your birth date they give it to you right and they it's a big ass calendar like a poster that gives you like your like time left and like it's obviously half of it your first half is like all blackened out so you can take a pencil or a pen and once uh once a week at the beginning of the week like every monday you like you know you scratch it in Mm -hmm. and like you see literally how much time you have left like on the earth yeah so so it can motivate you to be like yo shit i ain't got that much time yeah you know and i'm like yo that's kind of dope but I don't think I want that. Yeah. Pressure too. I don't want that, yo. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they kind of like calculate your death, and it's like, man, I, <laughs> I don't know if I want that. But so, but you know, you have to put your own mental calendar in your head and be like, yo, yeah. man, get on it. Whatever you want to do, I'm not saying you need to like reach the 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 highest stardoms of the thing. You don't. Not everybody needs to reach that one percent top percentile thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that motivates you in your heart that you want to do, you want to open up a bakery, go ahead, man, do it. You know, like whatever, just do it. You know, like you don't have to take that alternate route, like what yeah. you know we've been talking about. I think um, touch on real quick the 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 first part of that that you said. Um, I think that's extremely important. The part as far as you know, having a vision for yourself, greatness for yourself, and knowing that you know how you see your story going and how you see your story ending more or less or whatever. I don't want to say ending in that sense, but you know, you know where your path will you, you know what your finish line is. I I think that's probably amongst everything we've spoken about. That's one of the main themes that I hope people kind of take away from this because I know for me, even at a young age, that's what kind of pulled me out of that place you know, um, and again, I've, I, I never tried to kill myself, you know, I, I definitely never tried, uh, to commit suicide at all, mm-hmm. um, I thought about it a lot, right. you know, mm-hmm. I did think about it a lot, it drove me insane for a while, um, you know, a lot of hurt and, you know, anger that I kept inside to go along with these thoughts, um, but again, I never acted on them, you know, um, But again, the thing, and I mentioned uh, slightly before, like the thing that kind of turned it around for me was when I was able to say, okay, if, if I can control it a bit, then, then that can, then that'll help. When I say it, as far as, I mean, the, the, the stuff that was coming at me, you know, the, 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 the name calling and the, and the jokes and the making fun of and whatnot. Um, all those things. So that's when I started to, you know, try to develop this persona and this personality that I was going to use as a mask necessarily, you know what I mean? And, and which, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of ironic too, where, you know, we touch on the whole Robin Williams things where it's the same thing. It's like, you know, this is one of the world's most renowned comedians and you know obviously as a comedian you want to assume that's a happy person who you know obviously wasn't very happy you know and people who know me know me as 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 as, as a joker as 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 you know a bit of a clown and clever with the comebacks and the wit and whatnot and here i am for you know the early stages of that as i was developing that 
that was by design on purpose to use as a shield, you know, to use as a mask so that, you know, people just assumed, hey, you know, ah, he's cool, he's funny, he's laughing, this and that. So, you know, it's probably not hurting his feelings, you know, which obviously did me no, <laughs> didn't do me any service because then it, it obviously would allow people to continue doing it because like, oh, he doesn't care. So I'm just going to keep making fun of him. You yeah. Know I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but again, at least in my mind, I was like, all right, my goal was that's fine. If they're going to make fun of me and have jokes about me, I've got to have a better joke about myself. Right. You know what I mean? So I can, I can control the negativity that's coming my way, you know? And again, getting to a point, thankfully, at, at an early enough age to be able to say, I, I'm going to be something, you know, I'm going to be something. Every time I walk into the room, anytime I walk into a room, everybody's going to look and be like, damn, he's black. He's <laughs> dark as shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to stand out every time. I, that That's, that's what that experience made me feel like. Yeah. I'm, I'm always going to be noticed for being really, really black and really dark. And people are always going to have something negative to say and always going to have jokes and always going to make fun of me. And they're always going to come after me for that. And it's like the only way. I could make that not happen is if while they're recognizing me, they're also saying, oh, but that's Rick. That's, you know, such and such. That's Rick. That's the funny dude. He always got the jokes. That's Rick. He's the dancer. He's always dancing at the parties. You know what I mean? Oh, that's that. that that's Rick. You know, he, you know, he'd be flirting and whatnot. I don't mind him, you know. Oh, 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 that's Rick. You know, he travel. He's always the, he's always the one traveling, you know. Going, go. He's the one going to France for that for for, for Christmas or 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 for the summer times. You know what I mean? Or or, or or that's Rick, man. He's got those fly sneakers. Or you know everything, like you know. And this is me saying for the longest time. You know, a lot of the things I did in my life, a lot of the things, choices I made in my life were very deliberate and specific to be able to raise myself up with the mindset of again you're gonna notice me i can't help that you'll notice me because i do stand out because of how dark my skin is and you're gonna come after me the only way i can soften that blow is if at the very least you're noticing me for something positive as well you know what i mean and that was my focus that was my focus i've got to be awesome i've got to be dope i've got to have some things that are going for me positively so that the first thing people are going to do when they see me is not come at me negatively, you know? So um, that may not have been the most healthiest route, obviously, because while, while going, navigating through life and gaining that self-confidence was important, I was doing so for the wrong reasons, you know what I mean? I definitely acknowledge that. But at the same time, I'm still glad I did it anyway because I was able to develop that confidence and then over time understand that, yes, while I got to that point for the wrong reasons, I'm here now and it's working a lot because I am confident now and that stuff doesn't bother me. So now I could care less if you look at me and think I'm awesome or not because I can also care less if you look at me and think, damn, you black as shit, bro. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Either way, one way or the other, it's not going to bother me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I eventually became so confident in my own skin and appreciated my own skin so much that I knew that, hey, the only thing I care about is me. <laughs> I care about what I think <laughs> right, you know, right. about me. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. my loved ones, you know, that's what I care about, you know. So, I mean, it even got to a point where, you know, for the longest time, I, I remember, you know, not 
wanting to date dark-skinned girls. Oh, wow. On purpose, you know, like early on, as I was growing up and dating, I specifically didn't want to date dark-skinned girls because in my mind, I was like, if I have a child with a dark-skinned girl, now my child is going to be super dark-skinned too. I don't want my child to be dark skin and go through what, you what went I through. went through. Said, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was and that was my mindset. Yeah. That was my mindset. I don't I don't I, w- I would hate to have a kid who's as dark as me or God forbid even darker than me and have to deal with what I dealt with because maybe my kid wouldn't be able to navigate it the way I was able to. You know what I mean? So those types of things are always going to kind of shape us, you know, but to your point, I feel like being able to get to a point where you can be confident in what you want for yourself and be confident in where you want to be and where you want to go and keep that focus and say, no, I'm important here. Me being here is necessary. So no, I'm not going to remove myself from here, nor am I going to try to let, let anybody try to remove me from here. You know, I got, I got things to do, you know? So, yeah. And and it, and it speaks to the point, remember about the, me not wanting a boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's the same thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's so. right. No, I get you, man. I get you. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much like one last question. Well, not really, but like just, just something that I thought of. Like when we like, let's say like we prematurely died. Like how will people who are not close to us know? Because like I have friends in the West Coast. Yeah. Who's going to get in touch with them? Because <laughs> they don't know them. <laughs> I mean, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't know my friends in the West Coast. Yeah. You know, so like I always, I always think about that too. I'm like, man, how about if they just think that I just don't like speak to them anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I think about that too. I, I, I legit think about that too. Like, how you know? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to, to be honest, who's who's gonna who's you know? gonna? Oh, oh, oh! To, I guess people will write yeah. on your page like, to oh, be honest, R.I.P. You know, blah, like, blah. It's, oh yeah. You're right. You're right. It's it's actually unfortunate the amount of I don't not to say it happened a whole lot of times, but there's been a couple times where I found out someone passed away just because you know something popped up because you know you tag, you know you 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 do your post and you you memorialize somebody and you tag them in it and then here it comes and it's like holy shit what right you know yeah 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 scrolling through it's like what. You know what I mean? So it's as crazy as it sounds. Like that that's really gonna be it. That's that's how it's gonna happen, unfortunately. You're right. You're right. You know? That makes sense. You're yeah, right. it's not it's not like the old days where you gotta make all the phone calls and this, this and that. You right. Know? So it's you know, it's it it's a crazy thing, man. A lot of I, you know, I you hate to see it, of course, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, but there are a couple times where things will pop up and it's just like, Oh my god, wow, really? You know, and then and, and that's how you find out, unfortunately. You know? Right. So damn. All right, man. Well, I mean that that is pretty much the end of the episode. Of course, we have, you know, one last question. This is uh, of course uh this is card number sixty six from the Skin Deeps the and self edition card game. Okay. So we got card number sixty six, so let's see uh what it's got for us? Let, let me just say before you read it, I've been dying to actually see it? visually see it. Yeah, I was like, this is this is my fifth time now. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what I mean. This and is I was it. Like, all right, I see it now. I could actually see. Yeah, man, the this game. is it. Yeah, and and again, they have a lot of they have a lot of editions. I have, I think, I probably have like four of them. I have like yeah. the couples edition, the long term couples edition, 
the healing edition and mm-hmm. the self edition. Nice. So like yeah, and also have the there's an uh, there's also the app uh, on uh, Android and iPhone. Again, this isn't a uh, paid advertisement. You know, I just <laughs> th- th- I just really love this thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So um so card number sixty six is. Oh man! <laughs> wow. Okay. If I were to die oh right now, <laughs> which three people would I most like to meet in an afterlife, and why? Look at that! Freaking God speaks, man. It's you know what? It's one thing I will say. It's almost uncanny how, because I know you pick them from random. Obviously, now I know for sure because I just watched you. <laughs> um. But it's it's so crazy how they almost always tie in. I know, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah, so if, if I were to die right now, which three people would I most like to meet in an afterlife and why? Okay. I don't even know. So Jesus, three people? First first one, right off the bat, people gonna think I'm crazy. Fit like a crazy fanboy or whatnot, but I will explain why. Um Immediately, first person that popped in my head, Kobe Bryant. Oh, that's not um, crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, because people are like, oh, of all the people in the history, you but know, this but is but that, okay? people don't know. Oh, that's true. People don't know you. I know you, so that doesn't yeah. sound crazy at all. So <laughs> obviously, not just you know, not even so much in the in the sense of being a super huge fan of the basketball player who is Kobe Bryant. Um, I would. As as and this may sound a little morbid, but I would want to meet him and I would want to talk to him about his last experience. Oh. Yeah. What you mean like in the helicopter? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Specifically as it pertains to his daughter. Oh, about him holding her yes. and protecting her? Yes. Yeah, um, I feel you. I cried like a baby I'm when sure. I was you know, obviously we're talking about that. So, you know, quick story. So I was at work and, you know, had no idea. Busy day. It was a Sunday, you know, and, uh, you know, not paying attention. You know, a lot of times I'll be on my phone just kind of checking stuff. That day I just wasn't on my phone at all, you know. And my wife calls the store. And generally my wife, not to say anytime she calls the store, it's like it's like important, like an emergency. But she's calling for a reason. Like she actually does need to speak to me. Yeah. Is the only reason why she needs to. But it could be something as simple as, hey, I absolutely need you to get milk on the way home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, hey, you know, the kids ran out of blah, blah, blah. You have to pick it up. Please pick it up. Don't forget to pick it up. So anytime she calls, it's something that she def- She's like, okay, I do have a message I need to relate to you. So, you know. She calls whoever it is. Hey, your wife's on the phone. Okay, I pick up the phone. She's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. Why? You know, she's like, oh, you haven't heard. Haven't heard what? What are you talking about? She's like, babe, Kobe died. And, you know, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the first thing. You know, (laughs) what do you mean? You know, it's like, yeah, uh, uh, Kobe, Kobe died, Kobe Bryant died. And, you know, I'm like, no, get out of here. There's no way, you know, whip out the phone and, you know, and I whip out the phone and it's missed call after missed call, tons of tests, because everybody knows I'm yeah. a huge, know, everybody knows I'm a huge fan, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, missed call, missed call, text, 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 and I'm just like, 
oh my god you know so and this is before all of the information's out you know and i hang up with her and legit like i mean you would have you would have thought i i lost a family member i couldn't function you know i was like i'm going home you know so you know long story short all the information starts calling it coming out and you know you start hearing that you know first they were saying that maybe the whole family this this and that you know whatever and you finally hear you know Gigi. then more information comes out and you, you know they're like they found they found them you know with with him holding her in arms and you know so again for me immediately it was man i just lost you know my all-time favorite athlete my number one favorite sports figure i just lost you know and then as you start hearing more of it for me it it turns in more into wow this this person had to be there to see his daughter die and he couldn't do anything about it right you know what i mean like powerless powerless you know what i mean mm -hmm. you like it's like yeah i'm about to die but fuck that my little girl is about to die yeah and i can't do anything you know what i mean so i think for me i would want to to understand and gain some of his perspective as far as how that goes because when i think about his death that's what is most important to me sure. more than anything yeah. is the fact that unfortunately she was there with him and i can only imagine as a parent what was going through his mind in those last moments where it's not i'm i'm the greatest basketball player to ever walk this earth and i'm about to lose my life no it's man my baby girl is is about to lose her life you know so um that would for me would be definitely by far uh the first person so, uh side note uh, -huh. uh how do you feel about the new name of the stadium ah uh, you know money talks <laughs> i mean you know i mean when it comes to stuff like that you know i i, I think i think in basketball it's a little different because arenas not to say basketball arenas specifically as it pertains to stadiums stadiums i don't think you could ever really get like a a nostalgic hold on a name because it's always so monetary and it's always you know it could be this name for two years it could be another name for three years another you know so it's a little different for stadiums arenas are different because i feel like arenas kind of hold their kind of legacy a lot longer so we've known it as Staples for so long. It's weird, you know, but I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, money talks. I'm That's still going to refer to it as the Staples. That's such a weird ass and, name, though. And <laughs> I think I think the cool thing for me, though, again, I kind of look at it as I look at it as that bookend situation where it's like, okay, cool. Guess what? Now that like Kobe's gone, so is Staples. That's, oh, that's his house. Yeah. That's, that's his house. You know what I mean? So if he can't be at the house no more, then the house shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Staples will always be Kobe's house. So yeah. if Kobe ain't there no more, so go ahead and get Staples up out of there too and y'all could bring in Crypto.com. They have a 20-year so, contract. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's the way I like to look at it. I, I look at it as let's go ahead and, and retire. Let's retire the Staples name. Right. And, and let that hang in the rafters next to 8 and 24, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um... um Good. Two more people. Yeah. Two more people. I, I can well, I can it's think tough. of one. I can think of one, but yeah. I don't know the other two. It's it's really tough because um you know, I I would say my uncle for sure. Right. Um, is, right. is another person. Uh specifically because um I think, you know, and I tell my wife this all the time, uh um I've mentioned it to my son a little bit too, is like 
I think one of my biggest, not say regrets, because it's nothing I can change, but one of the things I hate the most about losing him when we did is the fact that he's not here so they can experience him. Right. You know, that that hurts. I hate that, you know. And it goes the same with all of the new generation, all of all of the cousins who've had kids and gotten married and whatnot and brought people into this family. This is a whole group of people who unfortunately never got to experience the greatest person from our family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he was, he, he was, you know, you ask anybody in our family and without a doubt, unanimously, they will all say he was the one. You know what I mean? He was the absolute heart and soul spirit blood breath everything he was the one you know what i mean so um definitely him because i'd love to be able to just talk to him and catch up and tell him all about my wife tell him all about my kids you know whatnot yeah definitely um man um this is really tough yeah this is this is really tough I don't know. You know, I'd say again, I'd say I'd probably go with the family aspect too on this one and then go with my grandmother, my dad's mom. She was also my godmother. We had a great relationship as well too. She actually named me. Um she used to I was born in Haiti. She had she 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 lived between Haiti and Dominican Republic as well. So she gave me the name. Uh she was fucking fireball (laughs) my grandma was no joke no joke she was she was on a whole nother level you know the combination of her and my uncle my godfather like they were perfect godparents for me and i took on their kind of personality traits and whatnot like because they were they were wild ones you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. again same thing to kind of be able to tell her tell her about my family tell her about my life and whatnot so i think those would be those would be the, the the first three people I I sought out. Right, Kobe, your uncle, and your grandmother. Yeah. Well, uh, if I were to die right now, which three people would I most like to meet in an afterlife, and why? All right. Well, I'll get the first one out of the way. Uh, Michael Jackson. Ah. <laughs> Definitely, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, huge to this day, um, and I I still think that if he were still alive, the This Is It concert would have been the greatest oh, concert man. in the world. Yeah, that was gonna be special. That was gonna be good. I mean, I would never get, I would have never gotten be able to get a ticket, but you know, they would have definitely released it on uh, DVD, <laughs> yeah. 4K, whatever. Yeah, you already know, you know. So like, I would definitely would have bought that. Um, Am- that one. Amazon would have would have aired it live. <laughs> oh yeah, true something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like he's the greatest, you yeah, know, the definitely. greatest entertainer in the world. He's awesome, um, man. <clears throat> huh. Okay, I got one. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, well, right. <laughs> straight to the source. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's your manager? <laughs> May I speak to your manager, yeah, please? I need to speak to your manager <laughs> right now. That would be amazing to like meet, to like just have like a 15 minute conversation with this dude. Yeah. And be like, bro, do you know what you've been doing down here, man? You've been ca- you've been causing a ruckus with yeah. all these people thinking that you're real, thinking that you're not, calling, you know, making, you know, turning water into wine. Like, yeah, yeah. what's the deal? <laughs> you know, um I I really don't know. Um like like the it's so funny because like the next two people are like a tie, but they're not even like 
I don't even think necessarily think they're like real choices, but it'd be like, hmm, that'd be interesting. It's a tie between freaking, and I don't even know why, but uh, the the second one just left my head. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Rogers or Bob Ross. <laughs> and, 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 and you think, eh, kind of similar, but they're yeah, not really. that's the thing. Like, I was yeah. just like, why did I, why did yeah, my brain go what, there? Yeah, what, what are those conversations going to look like? You know what it's I mean? like, what? Did, I don't even know. But I'll, I'll run with it because I, I, really, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's my answers. Cool. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, Another great episode. Hold on, hold on, man. You oh. ain't getting off the hook. Oh, what happened? Wait, what you mean? I, I, I thought I get to ask you some questions, no? Oh shoot! Look at that. I, I can't yo. Oh my bad. Look, <laughs> yo, yeah, we. Oh, I, why do I always do that? I, I can't always prepared. No. I always skip you. That's right. Yeah. I, yes, I've been. I have been introducing. You know the five questions that people want to ask me and for some reason i always skip ricardo yeah yeah i guess it's because we always have like the juicy episodes yeah exactly it's like, like yo we gave him too much that's it you know it's like no go my bad man go go right I, ahead i only bro. got three for you we oh, ain't even oh, gonna yeah. do five okay go all right ahead. so we got three and it's themed okay oh great. so we're gonna <laughs> we, we, we gonna you know we're gonna break out the delorean you know okay all right all right go Juice it up, gas right. that suck up, you right. know, the 88 miles per hour. Clock, yep, you know, <laughs> clock tower finna strike, yeah, lightning finna strike the clock tower soon. All right, so, all right. Great, great movie. So, first things first, you got the time machine, you're jumping in there. Where are you going first? What year? It doesn't have to necessarily be a year, it could be a moment, whatever. It oh. could be a year, it could be a moment, it could be a time frame period, you know. First place you're going. Wow. That's a good question. Forward or backward? Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see. I would absolutely love to see where I am at fifty. Okay, so you go forward. Forward, I would go okay. forward. Interesting. I would absolutely love to, cause, cause my life can't be this. <laughs> <laughs> it can't it can't it can't be this it can't be me being at my freaking parents house at 41 you know what i'm saying and like just being alone and whatever and like not having accomplished like anything like Mm -hmm. i want to be i want to see what it is at 50 and don't give me that damn rule like if i see it then it won't happen now yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like i wanna yeah 50 i would love to i would love to see 50 like i would i would i would i would love to go on my 50th birthday and i would like to see what the hell is going on that day hopefully no covid <laughs> seriously oh damn like, please please come back and report 10 that, years of that, covid that, bro omarion uh, 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 is not messing with us no more <laughs> <laughs> unicron and shit yeah transformers yeah, please. um uh yeah 50 yeah i would love to see that to see okay. yeah yeah 50 is a good number. I, I would love to see where I, cause yeah, that's nine years. Yeah. That's perfect because nine years ago, my life was completely different ah, than it is now. Okay. That, that, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I was in a very different space and, mm-hmm. and, and time altogether. 
So nine years ahead, I would love to see okay. where where I am. So very good question. I like that. All right. So all right, you done went ahead. This is great. You know, and 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 keep, you know, we keeping with the theme. It's mm-hmm. a trilogy. It's the, <laughs> it's the it's the Back to the Future trilogy here. <laughs> back so to, all right, part two. I'm glad that you decided to go ahead um, uh, with the first answer. So now, second question would be. What would you change? Again, anything, in, in, whether it's pertaining to you, pertaining to anybody else, pertaining to any specific event in history, one thing you would change? Man, um, another good question. Uh, what would I change? Spoiler alert, the next one's going to be even tougher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what... Would I change? There's my ex-fiance, but the one before that is that how I uh, how I um, dealt with the breakup. The, yeah, that okay. how, how like how I dealt with the breakup um, because I always felt like uh, I was a placeholder, and there are like evidence to prove that yeah yeah, we've (laughs) talked about that (laughs) you know there's evidence to prove that 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 i was um and that i shouldn't not 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 hold grudges because i am a grudge holder but more so that like i should have just like laid it to bed and then like that's it Mm -hmm. instead of it like ruminating i'm 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 I'm, I'm a ruminator like i I had to like i forgot where i learned that word but like when i learned it i was like that's me (laughs) i am a ruminator and and then i will it will just gestate forever and ever ever over and over and over i remember the wherever i got it from the website said how like cows will eat the same grass for like hours and hours on end in in their mouth Mm mm-hmm and they won't go for like another like munch. Like they're just gnawing on that. On the same one. That's yeah. ruminating, you know, like over and over and over again. So like, yeah, because that really um, hindered our like relationship as like tried to be friends like afterwards, you know. So like even till this day, I have like a love-hate uh, relationship with her. Yeah. So like she can hit me up whatever and like I, I won't be mean like we we can like talk whatever but i have no i have no need to reach out to her mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily need to be like that but i do that to protect myself yeah of course yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean so yeah so yeah i I'd, i don't know if i'd rather i don't know if i want to say i want to fix that relationship but like it's like i wish that was handled differently okay yeah all right so last one Round out the trilogy. <laughs> Back to the Future 3. What would you want to tell yourself and when would you want to tell it to yourself? That's a good question, too. Uh, what, would, what would I want to tell myself and when? Yes. Um, I don't know, man. That might change the paradox. We've seen time. I, I, We've oh, seen time oh, things before. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know it's going to change the paradox, but, you know. <laughs> it's going to change some it's shit. The butterfly effect there, yeah, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would I want to tell myself and when? I guess I would... Uh, 
right in the midst of me talking to my ex fiance, like at the beginning, like me first, like talking to her like online because mm-hmm. that's how we met each other. Like right there, I would like to go back and say, "This one's gonna hurt." Really? <laughs> yeah, this one's gonna hurt. Mm. Because I because I take not that I take love seriously, even though I do. It's just that uh I I I love too easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like e- like even with my like young like like puffy puppy love shit like that like hurt and whatever and like I still have you know have it in my head and stuff like that. And even with the, the one that I said even the before the ex fiance like I mean I liked her too like and that hurt when we broke up yeah. or whatever that was. <laughs> but like my ex fiance this one is gonna hurt. So not, not to avoid her, not to say don't go out with her. Yeah, whatever that part. No, that part. This one is gonna hurt. So I find your last two answers extremely fascinating mm-hmm. because I asked you what you would change, mm-hmm. and your answer was how you reacted to the end. Mm-hmm. You 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 didn't decide to change oh, the end. <laughs> uh-huh. You didn't decide to change anything that happened within it. Mm-hmm. You you wanted to change how you reacted mm-hmm. to it. Then I asked you what you'd want to tell yourself, and when you'd want to tell it again. You you could have told yourself, "Hey, try to try to get financially stable." Mm. And hold this girl down. Mm-hmm. And that's not where you went. It was, hey, heads up. You're in for it with this. Girl, you know? <laughs> you're in for so, it. So that is extremely fascinating to me because. Well, what does that mean to you? So in my mind, I hear that. And that tells me that. I'm going to ask you. Okay. Right now, today, mm-hmm. are you over her? damn Uh, if it's a yes or no i would have to say no okay you know what i think what i think you are and if and it's either two things Uh either you are and you may not have accepted it um i think you are over her but you may be holding on because that's still a huge part of you and maybe you don't want to completely just be done with it altogether. Half and half. I mean, it it, it is it, it it will forever be a huge part. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like again, I've, like I've told everybody else, like n- n- nobody but me had. Remember, like you said, like oh, no, uh, nobody but me has like the dark skin. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like nobody, nobody but me will go through a second proposal. Yeah, I am. Everybody has gone with their first, and they're still with their, with their first. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a big thing. Like I've never, I've never proposed to somebody before. Uh huh. You know what I mean? And like, and it's like, you know, if if you want to be happy, technically you're gonna have to do it again. Yes. And and that's not something you ever wanted to do more than once. Right. Okay. Exactly. So <laughs> I I totally get that. You know what I mean? But again, like for me to hear your answers, it tells me that. 
it's either you're over her and you're just still kind of holding on to a little bit of something or you are very prepared to be over her and trying to do those last couple of things to be over her and the reason why i say that is again that the second one is yes that's that yeah yeah these these next couple of episodes are kind of that okay yeah and that makes sense because the reason why i say that is because those two answers those second the the, the second and third answer you gave either one of those could have been fixed that so i can be with her and happy Mm. yet both were in regards to what happens afterwards it's how i handled it and warning myself that it's gonna be bad so to me that tells me that you're okay i i think you're okay that it's over i think you are getting to a point where you are over it and you're and you're good with it well it's it's more so that even if even if you were to say yeah let me be financially stable we're not compatible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're just not. Like, she's going to be what she yeah. wanted to be, and I couldn't be what she wanted me to be. I can only be me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it wouldn't have worked. You know, and like <laughs> and like I told you with, you know, the, 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 the parents, not well, especially the mom, not not liking me and stuff like that, they're not yeah. going to automatically like me because I'm financially stable. True, true. I'm just not who they envisioned for a son-in-law and who they have as their son-in-law is exactly what they envisioned. Yeah. So what am I going to do? <laughs> now, you know what I mean? Now, another another part of that, too, is you didn't go with, hey, I'd go back and tell myself, don't respond to that match. Oh. And avoid it altogether. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, again, you, you want the memory. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're more concerned about the aftermath, mm-hmm. you know. So that's again, that's that is extremely fascinating to I me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to erase her. She, she's, she's important to me. Yeah, you know, like she, you okay. know, she, she's, she's a part of me. You know what I mean? That's she good. is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be very interested in in um these next few you know the next few introspective episodes you've got they're coming coming up (laughs) so just based off of that alone because again that that was that was very very interesting to me the way you answered those two questions uh specifically so okay cool (laughs) um yeah all right damn see now it makes me want to ask you one question um you well, you're one of the very, very few people who, who like listen to like all the episodes. So like you, you've heard this question before to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I'll ask you: um, Do you think it's better to have loved and lost, or to never have loved at all? Man, <laughs> I already have my answer. I'll just say the same it's, thing again. But it's good. it's tough, you know. And I hate to give the cliche political correct answer that it it be really dependent upon the love okay uh, to be honest um it would really depend on who it is or, or or what it is um just because love is different it's turbulent in so many different ways and it comes in so many different forms um that you can't necessarily say, hey, I'm better off without all of it or I'm better off with all of it. 
Um, we have to kind of be able to separate each one individually and see which one was best for us, which one was not, you know, because there's been times in my past, you know, prior to me being, you know, to the point where I'm at right now with my wife and whatnot in, in my past where relationships fell apart and ended and, Yes, I sat there and be like, no, this would have been better if I never went through it. This hurts so much that all of the good. So perfect example, depending on the ex, if you ask me the question, I may say, yeah, how, you know, I might want to change how I handled it depending on the ex. But then if it's somebody else, I might say, no, I'd go back and just be like, let's just not do it at all. You know what I mean? So it, it really just depends. For me personally, it, it would have to be, that's not ever going to be a, a one size fits all thing just for me. Because again, there have been times where it ended and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to experience that because I was able to learn X, Y, Z from that. Because there's going to be um, love that you lose that is going to really, you know, prepare you to, to embrace love further down the line. You know what I mean? And perfect example, going back to the very first episode we did, you know, um, if if I never if I never had the relationship I had with my ex prior to my wife, I don't think I would have been able to know what real love was when my wife came along. You know what I mean? So the heartbreak and hurt that I went through with my ex it would have been easier to say, man, I would have much rather not have to deal with that at all because it hurt so bad. But if I didn't, I don't think I would have been able to appreciate my wife when she came into my life. You know what I mean? So it, it really is going to be. But again, I can go back to prior exes where it's like, no, that hurt very bad. And that's a pain that I would have rather not felt and I'm okay giving up the good times that I had prior to that because that hurt so much that it hurt more than that felt good. You know what I mean? So it's, it's for me, it, I hate to answer it like that, but for me, it is, it, it is really based on the individual love itself. Okay. I mean, for me, even though love is emotional, I tried to like throw logic into it. And I said that I would rather never have loved at all because at least I can imagine positively yeah. what that might feel like yeah. as opposed to having it and losing it and possibly never having it again. Yeah. So I'm sullen for... Because in, in your mind, you can create it to be perfect as long as you never have to experience it and be and find out that it's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. That that makes sense. That's That's absolutely valid. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, thanks, Ricardo, for making it a uh, deep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you trying know. to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeez. nah, but, nah, but seriously, man, thanks again. Um, another freaking great episode. One, one last thing before we go. Oh yeah, What's I up? do. I do want to say once again. Um, um, again, we we were able to laugh and get serious and talk about a lot of you know deep things. Uh, you know, you you gave the hotline um, off at the top of the uh, episode and whatnot. It's like you know, um, I want. I, I think from from the aspect of suicide specifically, um, let's 
let's be proactive. You know, I think uh, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, regardless of if you agree with some of our takes and some of the things that we went, we, we spoke about and whatnot, I don't think that, not to say it doesn't matter, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, not, it's not as important. Um, the one thing I want, would like everybody to know is that I want to be an advocate. I want to be a, a shoulder. I want to be an outlet, you know, so um, every so often on my Facebook, I will post something random like, hey, you know, whoever's reading this, if, if, if you're not feeling it today and you need somebody to talk to, hit me up. I don't judge. I don't gossip. I keep secrets very well. Um, I think I give solid advice and, you know, but more than anything, I will listen, you know. So like I said, there's always going to be at least one person that will listen. I promise I will blindly listen. I will do my very best to give advice and help guide and help you find answers if you need. Call somebody. Always. Always call somebody because um, it's that is once once you make that decision, there there's no coming back. You know what I mean? There's no do overs. You know. So that is that is as definitive as you can get. And I would never want somebody to to make that choice without making sure that they do their very best to reach out and try to find a lifeline. So um, holla at me, man. Please. Um, I have people who jump in my inbox randomly and ask me, you know, for advice on stuff. And I will always do my very best to be there to help, you know. So reach out to somebody. Talk to somebody. Um, somebody will listen. Give me your um, IG. Oh, yeah. Hit me up. Rick Nautic. You know, I'm Rick Nautic on, on everything. R-I-C-N-O-T-I-Q. Um, you know, Twitter, IG, even on Facebook. I'm pretty sure you could find me with that. Um, uh, Snapchat, all of it. You know, I'm, I'm Rick Nautic everywhere. And like I said, I do not judge. Um, and I do not. I'm great with secrets. <laughs> okay. Um, so you can come to me with anything at any time and I will be an ear for you. I will be a shoulder for you to cry on, punch him back, whatever. Somebody is always going to listen. Okay. It, it, I can't promise it's going to get better, but you know, you, you, there's always going to be somebody who is going to be willing to help. So um, always remember that before making, um, a decision that that you unfortunately will not have the opportunity to take back definitely um and again uh the american foundation for suicide prevention their number is 1-800-273-8255 or just text them 741-741 all right please we we want you here and we need you here all right yeah. so again thank you ricardo for another great episode you yes know. sir appreciate it as always man always a pleasure uh definitely man all right so that's the end of the show thank you for listening to the inquisitive nobody podcast you can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as apple podcast google podcast podbean spotify amazon music audible listen notes stitcher and iHeartRadio. you can also follow the podcast and dm me at instagram twitter and vero at T I N Q 
P-O-D. That is at TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That is at TinkPodcast at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.